So, hello and welcome to the Pen and Paper Pod Rebirth Edition. Uh, I'm joined here today with a bunch of lovely people that are going to go on an adventure because we all are all stuck in our houses uh, and are not allowed to go anywhere. So, uh, I'm joined here today by Animedia regulars Edwin Reyes. How are you, Ed? I'm in quarantine. And, of course, we have, uh, ooh, that's my mic doing weird stuff. There we go. Test, test, test. There we go. Test, 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 test. And we're also joined here today by Trevor Flynn. How are you, Trevor? Test. Hello, I'm good. You're good? I'm yelling for some reason because I feel like I'm far away from everything, but you guys can probably hear me. <laughs> we can. I mean, we can, are far away from each other. You're physically far away from me. We can totally hear, see you fine. So you're, 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 good. you're good to rock and roll. Uh, we're also joined here by the Movie Gang Podcast Zone, Peter Dancy. How are you, Peter? I'm good. I've been gaming all day, literally all day since I woke up. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you're going to game some more and, and now you're just going to game with your friends in like the healthy sort of gaming way. I like to think of it as a healthy sort of gaming way. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but we are uh, joined here today. Uh, I hate to I hate to exclude you like this. You're just as much a part of my life as any of these people, Megan. But uh you are well that's not true you don't spend enough time with me to be frank with you you, you need to spend more time with me that's what that's what the message is we're joined here Great time. <laughs> we're joined here by megan lewis who is uh trevor flynn's uh i want a uh, girlfriend girlfriend sorry hi yeah you guys are probably gonna need to speak up just a bit Perfect. Uh, yeah, so we're joined today. We're going to be doing an adaptation of Waterdeep's uh, Dragon Heist, which is uh, kind of a, we're doing a COVID-based uh, game. Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and just hop right in here and go ahead and get started. Uh, yeah, so. All of you. Four brave adventures for various reasons have come to the City of Splendor, the City of Wonders, Waterdeep. Baldur's Game may have its day, Neverwinter may be fairly fantastic, but none of them, all of them, pale in comparison to the City of Splendor. Rising above in the shallow water bay, you see magnificent stone statues of great men rising above the city, that can be called to its defense as you approach in the distance. You've been all called here for various reasons and various associations to meet a man named Volo in the Troll Skull Alley and the Troll Skull Tanner and the Troll and the Troll Troll Skull Tavern. You all arrive in the city, uh, and it's time before we all meet each other for you to make your way to the city. Go ahead, everybody, and roll me a uh, survival check. Survival. 
And what do we roll for survival check? You're gonna roll a. You're gonna roll your ability. So you're gonna roll a d20 plus your survival. Not a great start for me. First roll of the game, crit fail, Trevor Flynn. Thank you very much. I already forget how to roll how to roll a dice and roll twenty. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. I rolled a sixteen and our survival is six. Okay. Your survival is six, right? Somewhat plus six. Yeah, so you're good. All right. So uh well, you still didn't roll it. You still didn't roll it, Peter. No, I know. Yeah, there it goes. Okay, perfect. Okay, uh, so uh, yeah, t- uh, all of you characters are making your way through the city. As you approach the gate, all of you become immediately aware that there's something wrong in Waterdeep. Uh, Volo's letter, while vague, did uh, give uh, notice of what's uh, suggested to be happening in the city. Something called uh, the Shrieks or an illness that is affecting people where they literally uh, will have a bout of mad laughing that will literally cause them to hack themselves to death. Uh, And so the city, while it's been under lockdown for a long time, it seems that people are unable to continue to maintain it and are gathering around in the city square and are seem to be, there seems to be a pale over a pall over the city as you see, as you walk around, uh, people are wearing a lot of various plague masks. Uh, there are small markets where there, you know, it seems to be a couple of riots around some of the market spaces where people are trying to get food. Uh, yeah, the city of splendor is not that splendor as you see that there's Griffin captains or Griffin sky riders running around the city left and right. The air is as busy as the streets as they run back into trying to put down, uh, various issues that seem to be popping up all over the places. Uh, it is not the city that some of you remember. Uh, yeah, but as you make your way through the streets, uh, Edwin, you are more than easily able to find the Troll Skull Alley, uh, as is uh, Megan as well. We'll reveal the character names in just a bit. We'll get to characters as they introduce each other and running to each other. Uh, Peter, you as well are, are able, you are, you find a non-optimal route and you end up nearly in a river and nearly getting, uh, kind of uh, talk, having to talk your way through some guards, but you eventually make your way to the Troll Skull Alley. Uh, unfortunately, Trevor, on your way to the alley, you are see a woman in the street who is taken to a mad rack of coughs and kills over into the middle of the street, and her back bows as the actual coughing is just so great as she literally lets out a, almost the, the characteristic shriek as she is, seems to be dying and you hear her back literally popping as if she's going to be killed by the actual Ooh. racking of the cough. What do you do? Uh, I think I need to try to help this person. I do have a heel feet maybe I could try to use, but it seems like uh, things have progressed a little too far at this point. Um, I don't know. I, I think my morals might require me to try anyway. Okay. How do you approach her? Do you do, do you, do you just, do you try to do you try to push her down? Do you try to just use your medical kit just to try to apply bandages? Are you going to try to protect yourself from possibly becoming infected by it? Um, I think I should probably protect myself first if I can. Um, I, I think I'm not sure if I have medical. I do have a medical kit. Maybe I could do that. You have a medical kit that's going to have some gloves, but no secondary airborne protection. 
You see people walking around vaguely with plague masks, but they seem to be moving away from the woman as fast as possible. I, I'm inclined to use detect magic to find out if this is something airborne, a curse. Are you go- but uh, that could take a while. And it might just be if it's. I will also say if it's not. If it's just a disease, it won't be. It's not necessarily a magical disease. Right. Practice social distancing. I'm very conflicted right now. Um, for those on the stream, this is. Uh, let me find him. This is Trevor's page. I have it up for the stream viewers so they can see your skills and stuff. Um. I'm going to try to use my heel feet immediately. Okay. So, I might as well so you're going to use one use as your medical kit to try to do the best you can. Go ahead and roll me medicine. Which I believe is a plus six for you. Which, uh, which, d- which dice is it? It's a d20 plus six. D20 plus six. Okay, so I rolled a 19 plus six is uh, 20. You get a 25. You are able to push her down. And uh, while you have to, you're forced to make contact and you're kind of in the spray zone of her cough, you're able to push her down and keep her from breaking her own back while the fit passes. Uh, you're also able to mildly heal her and give her enough health so that she's able to actually stand. And she thanks you. Uh, Thank you, good sir. I, no one helps me. It was so scary. Uh, you're, you're very welcome. I, uh, can, you, can you tell me anything about uh, when this started? Or uh, oh, what else is... It's been two weeks now. The mayor of uh, the, open, the open lord declared that Waterdeep was to be closed for a time period. And we all stayed in our home. But the... The closed lords decided that it wasn't good for economics. Unfortunately, they were forced to open everything up. And now, everybody's getting so sick. Uh, you're clearly lost. Um, well, that's unfortunate since I uh, was planning to head into this city. Um, but I feel like the least I should do before going in is perform a self-check, maybe. If, uh, that's that's, it's not really anything you can do at this point. You've kind of exposed yourself as much as possible. Do make me a constitution saving throw. Okay. So that's, a, that's a 20. That's right? a 20 plus your con. You're just your straight, your straight or it's your con. Uh, it's your constitution saving throw, so it's a little bit different. So it's a 20, what was it? 13? 20 plus one. Okay, so all right, nothing happens. So I have 13 plus one, I have 14. So 14, nothing happens. All right, uh, you're able to ask directions from the nice lady, and uh, she uh, unfortunately pats you on the head, uh, kind of unfortunately, uh, then heads about her way as she's trying to pick up her smashed groceries that she left in the middle of the thing. You see that there's like some pretty looking rancid chicken in her basket. Yummy. Okay. You guys all make your way to the Troll Skull Alley. Uh, it takes a little while for some of you uh, as you nearly uh, are forced to do it. But uh, let's go ahead and move to the Troll Skull Alley. 
All right. So we arrive on the doorstep as four adventurers are standing outside. Uh, let me just go ahead and read a little bit here for you guys. The Trollskull Alley is kind of a dilapidated manor building. Uh, some fires uh, burn in braziers around the front door. Uh, it appears to have an open tavern inside, but there doesn't seem to be anyone nearby. Rats and other wildlife critters scurry to and fro in front of the uh, and kind of in front of the front door. You see a fire burning inside and uh, a shifty looking uh, barmaid who's kind of, you know, making the glasses appear to be dirtier than actually cleaning them uh, as she kind of wipes at them. And a single figure uh, is sitting by a table nursing a mug of ale uh, as you guys arrive. Uh, and let's just say that you guys arrive at different times. So as you come into the door, I'm going to go by the person who rolled the best rolls. Uh, uh, so the first person who arrives is Edwin Reyes. Uh, please describe your character as you walk into the door. All right. Well, I'm a warforged, so I'm like made of metal and wood. Uh, bald, kind of robotic in, in face and structure. I'm sitting at a cool six foot. Uh, kind of have like just like a a shawl or something just some type of cloak or whatever nothing nothing too fancy very plain all right and uh nearly almost instantly after you uh arrives uh megan's character i am ina thera i introduce myself and call me ina and i am a gnome about three feet tall Modest clothing, just like to keep things simple. That's me. Okay, and after that arrives Peter's character. Oh, by the way, what was your character's name, Ed? Oh, my name is Gauze. Okay, we should put that on your character. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Immediately, you notice that another Warforge has arrived. <laughs> my name is Gauze. <laughs> yeah, my name is Gauze. I like that. Uh, hi, I'm, I, I'm, I'm also Warforged. Uh, my, my, my name is, oh, weird. My, my name is Sumnus. Uh, also, also, also pretty, also just pretty, pretty robotic. Um, just, just kind of have a, the, 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 the remains of, the remains of a banner just kind of, just kind of like, just kind of like around, like around my waist. Um, I also have a hawk with me. It just follows me around. It has like a little nest built into your shoulder, right? If I'm not thinking, you have a little bit more of like a like an elven design to you per se than the than yeah. the broad mechanical strokes of Goss. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. And like, I have a hawk with me. Like, I, like I don't have a name for it. It just follows me sometimes. It just it turns up. It's there. All right, and finally, everybody's favorite fur daddy arrives, Trevor. How is your fur? Daddy. Describe your character. Uh, I'm very tall and hairy. I'm a small fur of furbolg, but I'm a good seven two. Um, I'm very conscious of myself in a human city, being as uh, they weren't really made for me, and uh, kind of aware of the fact that I come from sort of what some humans might think of as kind of a, uh, a you know, uh, I want to say pastoral kind of uh, benighted setting. So I try to hold myself with a lot of dignity and stride in the door. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I've gotten used to ducking uh, low doors by now. So I'm used to that. But then uh, as I'm kind of taking in the scene, I immediately hit my head on a ceiling fan and uh, kind of shake it off and uh, head towards the bar. 
And my name is Umarik. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, everybody's kind of uh, everybody's kind of arrived. Uh, you're met by a uh, kind of a stout dwarf uh, holding. He's kind of a little bit paunched belly. He's wearing very fine clothes, and uh, he's got a, a like a very fancy looking blue scarf wrapped around his uh, neck. And he says, "Come in, come in, come in, good sirs. Welcome to my establishment, the Troll Skull Alley. Uh, it's a little dusty right now, but I appreciate." that you all have arrived with good spirits in tow. Uh, come in and let us discuss good business today. I am your host, Volo Gedanthorpe. You may have read my books, Adventures Guide to Monsters or anything. I'm a, I'm a, I'm very famous, you might know. Uh, anyone know that? That I'm famous? Yes? I no, but I'm honored. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's bestseller, it is. Help me buy this place, unfortunately. Uh, anyways, come in, come in. All right, you guys arrive into the shop. Uh, what do you, are you, are you, is anyone doing anything or scoping anyone out or anything? The, the shop. I'm going to take a look at the rats that are all running around. Do they look pretty healthy? Uh, no, they have the particularly large quality of city rats. Somehow, Overly large, but also more starved. Does that make sense? Okay. So they're like they're large, scrawny. No, no, they're not large, scrawny. So they're they they are more large, but they look somehow more infected <laughs> with crap. Yeah, okay. you're like I think I think it's one of the things like when you see a large city rat as opposed to like a rat you see in the wild. A rat you see in the wild might be smaller, but it looks healthy. These look like matted fur and like really, really not great rats. So what you're saying is they'd get like a a D on the like health inspection scale? Uh, no, 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 no. That's like way too good for what these rats would get. They they would. It's 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 uh it's this the troll skull is a it's immediate apparent to everyone here that the troll skull tavern is probably not a super successful business. Does that make sense? People are even though there's the plague about people are definitely still moving about town because of the orders from the uh, the closed lords of never of uh, Waterdeep. So the fact that there's no one in this bar is still in its own sense, even with everything going on, quite suspicious. The only person here is his one employee and the owner. So, yeah. All right. You guys take a seat around Volo. Uh, is anyone hungry or looking for food? Obviously, our two warforgers don't need to particularly eat. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I won't partake in anything, and I am grateful that I don't have to. This place is dirty. Yep. All right. Uh, as you guys are moving around, uh, you move, get around the table. Uh, Bonnie, the uh, proprietoress, uh, serves up. Uh, she oh, goes over to the stove and all she has is like uh, she has some bread trenchers and some uh, pottage peas, like some stewed peas that have kind of been stewed into like a pea slop that she can put onto a piece of bread. And she starts munching on it. She's like, would anyone like some? Despite her tough demeanor, Bonnie seems like a like a nice lady. I'd like to take her up on that. I am a mite famished, and I'd like to consider myself having a hearty stomach, so I think I will risk it. There you go. Okay, here you go. One pea slop piece of bread. And it's just, she's just going to, like, smear the green peas over the top of it, and they've just stewed, and then she's going to slap that down and a mug of uh, weak ale. Mm, yeah. um, can I cast uh, 
impressive digitation to enhance the flavor. Of yes, you can very much so. What are you going to have it taste like? Um, just uh, you know, just a, uh, add a bit of spice to it. Something like a little bit of ginger, a little bit of cumin. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know that it's necessarily super successful, uh, but uh, it definitely tasted better after you used magic on it. Cool. It's really just the, it's not even her fault. It's just she doesn't have access to fish or stock or any staples. It's it, no, no, it's nothing against her yeah. culinary skills. Personally, I just it, know, I like it may be a little bit of something against her culinary skills. Oh, maybe. Bo- Bonnie, maybe not have been the. <laughs> No, he seems he seems fine, uh, but he seems to be have it. He seems to have like a stray wheel of cheese in his coat that he keeps picking out of his pocket and just biting on. So I don't think he's necessarily eaten the food from his own establishment. All right. Uh, Okay, just pull this up. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen and lady. It's in the it's in the game too. All right. Would it be amenable to you all to talk business now? Sort of business. Well, I have assembled this group. uh, Great healers. He gestures at uh, Goss. Astounding wizards. woman of uh, particular character in the study of uh, disease carriers. He gestures at Onathera. And of course, just the strong stout of heart gesturing at uh, Samos. And he's like, I have brought you here because you are essentially a last resort. And I don't mean that in anything against any of you. Uh, I have come to the decision that the situation in Waterdeep is out of control. And it is my mind to form a task force to investigate the scenario. And I would like your help with that. Like our help in what way? What is the compensation? Quite well, actually. You'll be compensated uh, gracefully. I can offer you each a pot of around uh, 500 gold coins or 500 gold dragons, as we say here in Waterdeep. Uh... Oh, it's going to be that we're going to uh, I, 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 my core idea here is that I'm trying to reach out as it is to members of Waterdeep to do a couple of different things. I want to facilitate a member of joining this task force. Uh, there's a doctor in Waterdeep whose help I would require if you would go and convince him as he has maybe perhaps uh, some prejudice against me. I don't know. Maybe he'll help you. That'd be good. Uh, there's also uh, a couple stolen shipments of uh, personal protective equipment or these plague masks that have gone missing that I need recovering. Uh, they seem to have been stolen by someone. I need that tracked down. I also was hoping that we might be able to convince the closed lords of Waterdeep uh, or try to figure out why in God's green earth they're not social distancing anymore. various tasks like that I did broadly suspect that you would all be interested in this you were right to speculate that I would be intrigued I've spent many long hours studying diseases and uh, and whatnot at the library of Canada 
fancy myself well prepared. If I have come to you, any of you here, uh, of, uh, if I wasn't my intention, if I have reached you and you're not the person I was standing looking for, does anyone have any issues with this? Uh, Onothera? No, I am always interested to find new ailments, especially as it pertains to humans and animals. All right. It should be noted that, uh, yes, uh, and uh, Somnus. Uh, I'm more than willing to pay you. <laughs> now, you said we were last resort. How many people have come and attempted to do what you asked before? Oh, it's uh, no one. No, there's no there's been no previous group here. Then what were your efforts before this? If we we're last, this resort? is my first effort. Well, I was trying to convince the people myself that it wasn't, uh, I need help, is what I'm doing. So, last resort. You have some history of altercation with this uh, doctor. Is there any reason we should suspect that he will be... Uh, oh, he he's prejudiced against dwarves. It's it's the nature. He himself has, faces a lot of prejudice here in Waterdeep. He's Dr. Nalo. He himself is a drow. And uh, so he's particularly, people are generally particularly prejudiced against him and it's just it's just a big misunderstanding i may have i may have stepped in it a bit it's not it's not particularly my fault but these things are want to happen you know how it is yes short people is he not like short people? i don't think he dislikes short people i think he has a particular thing against racist people i don't know why he believes that i am it's not dr dr nalo dr nalo n-a-l-o is he a general practitioner or is he? <laughs> uh, he's a specialist in uh, underdark medicine. Oh, it's just a, it's just a regional regional specialist, it's mostly fungi based medicine, uh, things that grow in the underdark. He's a specialist in just kind of unusual medicine that uh, that just pertains to that part of the world. He's not taken very seriously, Heber the Service, but I think in my studies that I believe that he may be onto something with this particular with the with the shrieks, as it is called, or. I believe, as he's called it, the coughing fever, which I've never heard it be called that before. So it's interesting that he pertains to have heard this in a distant country. So do we know what's causing it? No. Or how it's... No, I would... Like, what information do we have about this coughing fever? You'd have to ask Dr. Nalo. I'm not very familiar. Other than the fact that I know that the the laugh, that it's... The, the, the shriek that it partakes for them it can, can literally make you bend over backward and break your own back. It does sound like a disease of a dark persuasion, so maybe he is the person. I, I, I would not characterize any disease as anything but dark persuasion, but that is my probably my own pre-existing thoughts on the matter. Where is this Dr. Nalo? Uh, he will be, if I'm not, he will be with the Sisters of Mercy over uh, not too far from here, probably in kind of the South Ward. I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure that out as we speak. Give me one second. If I recall. Yes, he should be in the, uh, he should be near the dock ward, if I'm not, uh, near Colat Towers. Uh, there's a there's a there's a church near there uh, called near Helms Hall where the Sisters of Mercy practice. Uh, he should be attending to patients there that are currently uh, the greatest stricken of this. 
yes. Uh, it's up to you what you would like to uh, venture out to do first. Uh, if you would like to acquire personal protective equipment, it may be better to find the missing shipments of that, as uh, they appear to be stolen by uh, rapscallions from the underworld of Waterdeep. I don't know which organization has done it, though. Stolen from who? Uh, stolen from the general government. If we could return them, uh, we might be able to better arm perhaps the Sisters of Mercy or other uh, local Waterdeep groups. It was stolen, uh, again, in the Dark Ward near the Trade Wards, just uh, north of the Dark Wards. Uh, there was a fireball that was actually a fireball spell was set up during a convoy that was coming into the city near River Street, and it actually exploded the convoy, and uh, a large amount of crates were stolen at that time point. I would start there at the crime scene if you were to find anything else. I grabbed a map of the visitor's center on the way in. Can you, like, put an X yeah, sure. I can just move you guys back over here and I can take you. He's going to here. Let's me pull this out. And he's going to bust out a, uh, a map of Waterdeep where you guys are currently up here. You're in the troll skull alley. I'm going to click it. You should see it pop up on the map. Oh, nope, that's the wrong one. Hold on. Yep, right there. That's the troll skull alley. You're in the north ward past the market down past the city of the dead near River Street near the river gate. And then, of course, this uh, Colat Towers near Hums Hall is where the doctor is. I see the, uh, saw the, the tavern. I, oh. I saw a ping, but it went away for the doctor. Oh, it's okay. You guys, I'll, I'll put markers on the map. How about that? Well, we know we have. Yeah. I suppose we can set out. What does everyone think? Are the Warforged in agreement? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down to, to go talk to this doctor. Is this how the um, Warforge talks? I'm just very curious if the Warforges have accents or mechanical grinding noises going on when they talk. I don't, don't if you don't want to go accent, don't go accent. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you don't want to commit to an accent, don't fucking do an accent. <laughs> I'm not going to commit to an accent. I know I won't. <laughs> My voice is already gravelly enough. I'm just chilling all day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna do this regardless. I am still skeptical because this guy is gonna reward us with money, but this is a shitty inn. Where is this money coming from? Don't, don't if you don't want to go accent, don't go anyway. accent. That's that's the thing. Uh, Let me tell you, there's a blight on hand. Humans are often corrupt, so you might have something there. I assume we're all discussing this well without a beer shot from the. No, I'm loud. I don't. I don't really care that here's my <laughs> suspicion. I'm more forged. Human uh, social skills are, are foreign to me. I'm just stating the facts, man. I see. He's a bold one, y'all. Well, I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, do you guys want to go find the mask first, or do you want to go talk to this doctor first? Let's go do the mask so that we can maybe take a couple for ourselves. Let's get our PPE on. Not get coughed on. All right. Yeah. All right. Everybody is going to head down. So we are all going to, sorry, I was just adjusting something on the stream. Yeah. 
we are not professional yet. This is a test. I'm not sending this stream out. So sorry to our viewers. This is seeing if we can do this in the future just for me. I would love to do this for the movie gang podcast. Anyways, y'all are going to go ahead and move down. Also, if I'm being too official for the stream, I probably need to lose my chill and just get into my D and D chill. So I apologize to you guys specifically. I love all of you. Uh, yeah. So y'all are going to head down, not to the doctor, but to river street and investigate. All right. Sounds good. Okay. As you guys come uh, to like the River Street uh, setup, you find uh, that uh, so it's kind of like uh, it's 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 nighttime now. So uh, it's been nighttime. You were kind of you kind of arrived at Troll Skull around dusk and you moved on out. Oh, and uh, Volo has offered you one of you to carry what is a bag of holding. He said, uh, if you can't you try to put all of these, obviously you can't carry these huge things yourself so take this it should be able to allow you to move all the ppe equipment that you need and he passes you a bag of holding with a very large internal space that has like a it's like a you know for those that know it's like a bag that has it's a hermione granger bag which they which jk rowling stole from dnd okay i can't believe i went to harry potter for that i feel bad that i went to harry potter for that i don't know why it's the layman's turn most people understand harry potter terms yeah anyways Okay, so yeah, you guys move down to the city. Uh, it's a broad avenue, and uh, it's near nighttime now. Uh, the city has become very deserted at this time. Uh, definitely, figures are kind of sweeping in and out of alleys. Darkness is on the rise. Uh, the falling sunlight flows through the large shadows, and you are having a hard time spotting the Griffin Riders in the air. Uh, this is the city, so there is the code legal is in effect. Uh, so it is just for you guys too. I just want to say on the upfront of the adventure, uh, there are people in this city who you just cannot fuck with. That that's just a fact. This is a little bit more of a defined space. Waterdeep is so you know there are just level twenty adventurers that are in Waterdeep, and if you fuck with them, they will kill you. Like there are adventurers out there that can just stop time. Done. So. Like that's just that's just the level of magic that is common to this city, which makes you question why the fuck you guys have to do anything about this plague. Uh, It makes you kind of I think me personally, it makes you sad about the nature of life and that more people aren't helping out. Anyways, that's just. Oh, they seems pretty common. That's just one DM's interpretation. Uh, anyways, you guys move down to River Street, and as you see, as you pass the Trades Ward, you're kind of coming to a more affluent area. There definitely seems to be more guards on street corners, that sort of thing. Uh, and you guys come to the exploded wagons, and there seems to be a line of wagons that are around a main boulevard that have been pulled over to the side uh, with, like, a team of, like, horses that are kind of, like, it's essentially like a buggy wagon system of, like, a essentially like a car that's essentially like a, a tow truck buggy wagon type of deal and uh, they're moving the things over the side you can see an exploded kind of a kind of almost an exploded buggy that's been knocked over on its side uh a line of tape has been uh, kind of like a, a string has been taped off the portion of the street where all the buggies have been pulled over to the side and two uh city guards are standing there uh looking over this space uh one of them is fast asleep in a chair and the other one's smoking a pipe leisurely having what appears to be a, a very relaxed evening uh what do you guys do i approach the uh the officers and introduce myself and say we were tasked to look into this this robbery and ask for information 
Who tasked you to come here and do that? You're not city guard. I let him know of what's his face from the the shitty tavern. Volo. No one cares about that dried up has been. If you come and get a city order or a maintenance order from the city, you can come here and investigate all you want. But for right now, I don't give a fuck flying fuck who you think you fucking are, you fucking metal man. Not even a person. <laughs> Factual. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and roll me a perception check. Yeah, uh, with the 12, you can see uh, that it's a, uh, it was clearly like a fireball spell or some sort of bigger explosion was set off uh, that hit the wagon and knocked it over. Crates were then, you see drag marks where large crates were dragged away from the vehicle. Uh, and then you, you think that you see smashed crate boxes where they were dragged away, smashed open, and the contents were then taken from the crates. Uh, they then appear to be, uh, you see, yeah, you kind of see the, the cart was rolled over smashed open with a fireball people ran in cracked the crates open took these masks you see a mask actually sitting on the street in the space and it's just a standard plague mask with kind of the no- like a long nose that's been stuffed with uh with uh, like different herbs and spices uh specifically this one's been stuffed with lavender that you can kind of smell off the wagon like burnt lavender you're not that close enough to get to it you're gonna have to cross the barrier to get to it I could possibly cross by attempting to disguise myself or turn invisible, for bulbs are quite good at that. So are you talking to your group away? Have you guys moved away from the guy while uh, Baymax Light is talking to him? So I investigated the wagon, but I still kind of stay on the right side of the... Right. That's what I assumed. If you had moved closer with that 12, you would have gotten more information. This is just like, clearly, there's like a burst open wagon. You can see drag marks and you can see a mask on the street. What do you guys think? Should I go for it? Um, I have fairly decent charisma. Could I try and like schmooze these guys? To yeah, you, you didn't tell me. Are you, were you trying to, you didn't say you were trying to charm him or anything. No, I, I just went up uh, blankly to present them and then they were kind of angsty against that so the other the other one the other the lady guard the lady dwarf guard is dead asleep like in her chair yeah it's just the one yeah it's just the one guy and he's having himself a a a a, 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 like a very large pipe that has kind of a skunk flavor to it um yeah i'm gonna see if i can charming to be like all right uh well i want to all right he said i have to what do you want yeah let's play it out come on um he said i have to get uh permission from from who again permission from the city councilors it'll be 12 days at least so get out of here uh 12 days city council um he does not give a fuck dude Perhaps while Gauz is chatting with the guard, I could cast Prestidigitation to make a small explosion or a loud sound happen around the corner to distract him. But, make him 
Want to go investigate it? Mary, Mary, did you hear that? Oh, I'm sorry. Was that out loud? Mary. What? What was? Oh, did you say it? Oh, okay. Yeah, Mary, did you hear that? Come on. <laughs> oh, you big great lunt, stay here and guard. And he's gonna he's gonna rush around the corner while the female guard wakes up. She's like, "What's going on? What's going on? Who are you?" The loud noises. Oh my god. What? Where'd Victor go? I point in the general direction. Yeah, there was an explosion over there. He went to check it out. Victor's got it. It'll be fine. Mm. Oh, actually, uh, actually, actually, let's do this instead. With prestidigitation, roll me a deception, Trevor. Yeah, sorry. I thought you were, they were, they were like, they heard me or something. No, no, no. They, uh, that, yeah, yeah, uh, sorry. It's, so it's a d20 plus dexterity. Deception. Okay, so plus zero. So it's going to be a quick D20. Victor's gone. Nine. Okay, mm. yeah. She stays in her chair. Mm. Uh, I tell her he left me in charge. He can go back to sleep. Victor wouldn't leave you in charge. You're not even a man. Where are you from, sir? Out of town. Oh, okay. Roll me a deception. Well, you're not. It's not a deception. Yeah, you have nothing to do with the social structure. Your lies are just really bad here, dude. I, I don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> like, I will. I will give you a deception roll and give you what you need to do to get through this. But you gotta like, like lie at least somewhat convincingly. <laughs> Can I just charm her with my cute robotness? No. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm calming her down. She can take a nap. It's cool. I'm just going to stand here. I have the ability to talk to animals and get them to kind of do simple commands. Can I just get like one of those big nasty rats to just like run at her? Yeah. I'm going to do that. Okay. It does. Uh, she's going to make a dex check to avoid being attacked by a rat. Uh, she fails and she gets bitten on the leg by a rat. Ah! Ouch! What is this? Ah! And she's flapping her arms today. She's in place, flapping her arms up and down, being attacked by a rat. No, she's still like fighting the rat, and she like punches it with a club, and she's like, ah, pop that bested. Yeah. Wow, oh, you, you got that rat, but it got you first. I don't really have that looked at myself. Well, I can't leave my post now, can I? Who who are you people being here? We'll watch it. We'll watch Why it. would I trust you? It'll take like ten minutes, right? Why would I trust you? I mean, I mean, like, I'm a medical professional. I can look at your your bite for you. That looks pretty nasty. Okay, yeah, you guys can like go over by that corner away from the. Okay, rats. Megan, I love you guys. Like, do you guys <laughs> buy your like thing? Like, you gotta get better at lying here, guys. I'm not just gonna let you roll. I'm not lying. I'm saying he should get his thing looked at, and apparently, uh, what's his, what's his name? Ed's character's name? Gauze. Gauze. Gauze has the. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. But like, stay here. I can't leave my post now. Somebody. Gauze, you have an option here to convince her that it's make a deception check to say it's very infected or dangerous. Actually, you don't need to make a deception. Make a straight charisma roll to try to convince her to go with you. Straight charisma roll. Uh, uh, just do do persuasion. Just persuasion. Persuasion. Alright. Uh, so that's a d20 uh, plus my modifier of four. Alright, so this should be should be good. Should be good. Let's do this. 
11 plus 4 15. Is 15. All right. Yeah, it does look a little pustious. All right. All right. But only in the alley. Come on. Let me go get a seat right here. All right. And she goes into the alley and lays down and looking for Baymax to go look at the wound. While Go Baymax ahead. is do or not Baymax, while doing that, I will sneak under the thing. I'm very short. I can hide behind the bulk of the wagon and take a closer look. I want to get a look at that but wagon too. You can too. But I'm very large. I think I'm going to go ahead. That'll be a stealth check. And, 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 yeah, yeah, and use my. Uh, no, wait, we're in the alley, right? No, you guys are in the alley beside the main, off the main street, and they're on the main street. Yeah, can can I position myself so like I block review of? Yeah, absolutely. Everything behind absolutely. Me? Uh, I want all three of you guys, everybody going under the barrier, to make me a stealth check. Okay. Um, so just d twenty plus. I'll all ability checks are D20. All right? ability checker. No. All ability checker D20. Oh, Peter, you are not Merrick anymore. You can. You are not stealthy. <laughs> I am not Merrick. Okay. Oh, my God. This big fur Oh, God. <laughs> it's okay. It's, neither is Merrick. All right. Okay. I, I am bred for investigation. Yeah. I can do this. So we have a critical failure and a four and then a 16 with Trevor. As you guys are getting into... Yeah. Well, you fall on your face and Peter's like his like mechanical joints go. And like and like she sticks her head is like, oh, what are you doing? And uh, magically, alarmingly, the the furball, the giant seven two furball somehow manages to ghost his way through the barrier <laughs> like a fucking shadow. Yeah. While she's distracted by you guys. You two get over here. Stay where I can see you. Oh, I, I walk over there. OK. Uh, yeah, so Trevor, you've successfully made it through the barrier. Uh, what would you like to do? It's amazing. Okay, so I'm looking at a wagon that's been fire blasted and a little mask with some lavender in it. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm going to investigate that. Uh, I want to, can I just investigate all of it? I want to look at the wagon. I want to look at the mask. All right, you see, uh, you see from, all right, go ahead and roll me an investigation. Fifteen. Okay, yeah. So with a fifteen, uh, with your days of having fireballed a couple people yourself, you can tell that the angle of the explosion of the wagon before it was moved was most likely. You're able to see that, like the outline of where the explosion was, the center of mass of it would direct it that it, the fireball was fired from a roof across the street on the outside of it. Over, you see that across the street. Uh, it was thrown from a roof, and you see that there's a water barrels, and there's actually some children playing around the water barrels at the base of the thing. You also see uh, sketched into the charred side of uh, the wagon, there is a yellow eye with many tendrils coming off of it uh, that's been spray painted onto the wagon. So... Via like blood spatter, sort of like magic, I can trace the root of the fireball back to this roof under which there's some water barrels with a bunch of children. 
going around. Right. So what happened is you 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 could tell from like where the 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 cart was pulled over by the people trying to get it out of the main thoroughfare, but you can tell like from the blast marks where the fireball impacted and expanded from, and you can tell from the angle of like how the wagon wears hit that it was fired from above from the roof of a, the adjacent building. And that's with a fifty. What about the the mask? Do I find anything? Uh, it seems to be a uh, it seems to be a mask. Uh, you notice on the side of it, it's a black mask. It's kind of like a plague doctor's mask. You notice on the side of it, there is a also another yellow eye with many tendrils uh, that's been spray painted on the side of it. And there's and the nose is stuffed with uh, now charred uh, lavender. I don't suppose, I guess, yeah, I've already done my investigation, so if I recognize the symbol, I would have recognized it, right? Uh, you can roll history. Let's do that. Right. I'm trying to have this typing. You, I know almost exactly what that. You is. recognize? Well, that's not necessarily true. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta stop you guys. I'm not a roll twenty lets you marry the the like the spider monster. Okay, I'm not, I'm not that guy. All right. All right. No, yeah, guy. yeah. I just, I just want to prepare you for that. But you do recognize that this is the symbol for the Xanathar's Guild. Basically, Xanathar is a beholder that lives under uh, Waterdeep and has a notorious gang. Oh, lovely. He's also known to employ mind flayers, goblins, all manner of creatures from the Underdark. Fun. Yep. I think I should head back to my gang and tell yeah. them what I've found and talk about heading over to that roof. Yeah, you guys can go over to the roof just as soon as you want as you get back over. Uh, did you want to do anything to her leg, uh, Goss? Um, she doesn't like what, what are the rules with cantrips again? How often can I use those? Uh, forever. Forever. If you just you can cheat oh. on cantrips, uh, but if you like, let's say you need to like you want to mend as like a giant sailcloth or something, and you need to spend mending over and over, you might get like a headache, but it doesn't actually have mechanical difference. You can just use them over and over again. All right. Well, like I I clean up her wound, and I'll I'll give her like a quick resistance cantrip to be like you should look this at a later time. This is just a quick thing. Uh, Thank you for your assistance. Uh, I'm just looking real quick. By resistance cantrip, what do you mean? Guidance. Uh, well, I have guidance and resistance. Resistance Resistance uh, is not a... I don't know what resistance is, dude. And you don't have it in your spell it's, slot. It's pretty much just like guidance. Uh, it's in my spell slot that I see it. It's pretty just like guidance, except it's for saving throws. And I figured that would be more whatever in case it's infected. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're doing. I see what it is right here. Yeah, resistance. Yeah, sure. You give her resistance. Well done. Uh, okay, yeah, you guys all meet back up together across the thing. You guys want to proceed across the street? Yeah, I'll go with my, my party. Yeah. Join us. Okay, Megan, I think you have the best uh, passive perception. As you go across the street, you see uh, some kind of some city rat style kids playing in the alley. Uh, and you see uh, up on the roof, uh, you see there's like a spot where there's some broken tiles that have fallen around the water barrel. Water 
So no, there's like, so think about it this way. There's an alley. So there's, it's like, there's tightly packed tenements here. And so you have like, you have like a street, uh, then there's like a T section. And at the T section, there's like the top of the thing where there's like kind of a, like a sloped bit of like, uh, tile roof. Uh, that's crenellated and then you see at the bottom there's like water barrels on the street corner and there's kids playing behind those water barrels and trevor trevor's best investigation skills have determined that whatever was fired at the wagon was fired from the roof okay uh the roof of the building or the roof where the tiles are so that's the same thing okay um can we take a look at the roof is it you'll have to yeah what kind of you'll have to climb up there uh, yeah, it's it's just like uh, think Assassin's Creed. That's exactly what it is. It's got it's okay. got a nice little it's got a nice little crap on the side of it. You can it's not too hard for you guys to climb up. I'm not very athletic, but I am good at investigating, so I'd like to chance it. Okay, uh, so go ahead and whoever's climbing up, give me an athletics roll. Okay, Megan, you... Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm very tall, so the roof is just, you know, it's it's me plus an arm. Yeah, uh, so uh, Somnus and uh, Somnus and Umeric, uh managed to... <laughs> ironically, the heavy, the giant heavy metal Warforged and the 7-2 Furbolg uh, scramble up rather spryly for them. Because I, I am heavy. I figured out my weight. Based on like the D and D and stuff, I figured out. Yeah, the nimble ranger is. Uh, uh, I don't know. She just has a brain fart, slips, and falls onto the street. And you're gonna take. Uh, you don't have that much. You're gonna take four points of damage. Oh, they also had a four. Oh yeah. Well, and then uh, Goss is going to fall directly onto you make me a dex save to avoid being crushed by the metal uh by the metal <laughs> warforged who will also take uh let's see how much damage you take you'll take two points of damage goss all right yeah you you easily managed to roll out of the way as the warforged crashes down and it was it was the slowest fall yeah ever. and somnus uh <laughs> somnus and uh uh and uh Umaric, you managed to make it to the roof and you find a depression of tiles that have been stepped on a lot and a bit cracked you know kind of like those clay tiles type of deal oh yeah that makes sense yeah and i perceive some kind of i guess not footprint in that Mm-mm. uh Maybe how heavy the object would have had to have been in order to crack the tile. If, if it was. You cracked the tiles as you walk on it. Oh, well. I, <laughs> Don't move. It's just a per. Yeah, it's like a. Crime scene. I am. Yeah, I can be a bit close to that. Uh, hmm. Maybe we should see what we can see from up here. Uh, I don't know. Uh, some, if the fireball was cast from here, somebody would have had to have been up here. There were already cracked tiles up up there, though, right? So, like, like, would that be like an investigation check to see what we can find? Yeah, go ahead and roll me. uh, I guess roll me perceptions to see what you see. Okay, perception. Uh, There's not much you can investigate up there. You can see where the heat clearly up. Can I look around at the water barrels? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Can I do also do a general like observe my surroundings and see what I I can. Figure Everybody, out? give me perception. That's my perception. I just rolled. oh Peter. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. So Peter has a fourteen. Uh, yeah. Somebody, st- <laughs> Megan, you're having a bad day. <laughs> it's perception dark. is. I think Megan's had uh, more crit fails than actual rolls. Uh, <laughs> All right, my I have a plus six perception. Yeah, so plus six. So you you get it. yeah. Okay. 15 plus six is 21. Okay, Trevor and Peter, it's clear to you that whoever did this cast the fireball and then immediately uh, it looks like in where Goss is, you can see that one of the barrels had been turned over a little bit. Like it's two barrels. There's three barrels at the corner. One of them had been turned over and been cracked around the edge. Like somebody plunged from the street, from the top of the thing. It took a hefty fall when they landed on the barrel and knocked it over. Uh, and then they proceeded. You think uh, you can't tell from the street corner but they proceeded to run around uh, edwin with your perception you see children poking around the corner looking at you very curiously um i approach the children like uh crouch down to get as close to high level as i can and i introduce myself and say hello oh, hello he has a little puppy now okay you have advantage make a persuasion check with it with Me? advantage oh. with him but like you gave him an advantage by giving him a puppy yeah all right uh, you said persuasion yeah but you roll 2d20s and pick the higher one all right 2d20s oh, nice. and then i have a plus four to persuasion Correct. right uh, <laughs> Five and four. So you get, uh, yeah, well, no, you get, uh, it's a plus, it's a five. So you get nine, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. With the puppy, you're able to like bring him over. He's like, whoa, hello. Are you made of, are you a metal man? I'm made of metal and wood. Oh my goodness. Are, are you, I'm not supposed to talk to people. Well, yep. I'm not a person technically. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, hey man, this, deep, this, this is a big city. That's, that's something you have to teach the kids. I'm early. deeply sorry. He's talking to strangers. He shouldn't be doing this. I'm just saying, don't let your kids talk to strangers and especially strange metal men. Looking at you, Dorothy. <laughs> but I'm like, it's okay. I'm not technically a person. I believe that's okay. Do you have a soul? Okay. I'm trying to figure that out. Probably not. Oh, that's a possibility. You're not like me at all. I know I have a soul. Lucky you. This kid's an asshole. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. What do you want to ask him? Um, how is living in this town? Uh, it's kind of bad. My mom's really Why sick. How long has she been sick? About a week. She broke her back, so she can't move anymore. That is terrible. (laughs) Are you scared about getting sick? No, I can't. I don't know why. I mean, I've been around her a bunch, but I haven't gotten sick. I guess I got a really high constitution score. (laughs) And maybe it's because you eat your veggies. You eat your veggies, right? No. What did you say, Megan? Yeah, oh, well, you guys, you guys awesome. really need to stop letting Goss question people. That's all I'm gonna say so far. <laughs> no one's stopping. Me. <laughs> Make it I'm up on the roof. I want to discourage him from trying to find his soul. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
here. You can go ahead and ask oh. if, uh, uh, Anatha. Oh, uh, hey, have you seen anybody around here that looks kind of, kind of mean? Yeah, there was the- Besides me. It wasn't, yeah. Besides this monster, uh, like, wood metal man? Yeah, there was another, there was another monster like him on the roof. Did you see where they went? Yeah, he ran that way. And he turns around and points down the street. We uh, we chased him for a bit. He ran all the way to the dock ward. The dock ward? Yeah. Wow. You were really brave to chase after him. No, he was just... We're just making sure... I don't know. He had, like... He dropped his necklace. Do you have it? Yeah. And he pulls out a necklace. What's the necklace look it's like? like uh, it's like little beads with, like, little fire symbols on them. I don't know. Can can we have this big big hairy guy take a look? What at are you it? gonna give me? We're still on the roof. Um, is this a boy child or a female child? Uh, unclear. We can give them the puppy. Street urchin. The puppy is only an illusion. He's gonna be very sad when he finds out. That's that's us. So, that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. do we have yeah. enough time to leave before? I'm really out? not. Probably I'm really not, not shocked by Probably how Ed not. plays D and D. Like none of this is a shock to me. <laughs> like, I'm just, <laughs> like I'm just like I was like I nailed exactly what kind of D and D player Ed was gonna be. <laughs> it's like super chaotic. Like I just go in. Yep. Like, well, I mean, I'm a robot, dude. I don't know social cues. I ask questions, and it is what it is. And we're also immune to this too. So, go ahead, Trevor. What were you saying? We offer to let him meet. The, well, he's already met a puppy, so I was going to yeah. sit on your shoulder. I can give him a piggyback ride. You guys also have gold. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Oh, but kids love piggyback rides. <laughs> what about no, the, he does, he, the he, he, hawk thing on on his shoulder? How about that animal? Okay, if you guys clamber down the roof and you come up to him, uh, yeah, the hawk. Like I, I don't know, can you control the hawk to some? I guess you can. You you can do tricks with him, right, uh, Peter? It just kind of, honestly, it just kind of comes and goes. Okay. It's just there. Like, I, I, like I, I was being, I was being honest with it when I, I was being honest when I, when I say like, I don't have a name. I don't control it. It just follows me. That's perfect. I'm good with it. I, I'm not, I'm like not shocked by Peter's like choices here. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you guys want to do? All right. Um, did these guys see the necklace? So they know what it looks like. They do know what it looks like. Can we just like have him pulled out the necklace, and uh, if you have like a magic perception thing, you can take a look at it. You can do two things here. Uh, it's not like anything, but I, I can I can investigate it. Yeah. You, yeah, you have like history. Would you like know if this is a significant? <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm like not shocked by Peter the symbol before. But, uh, that was also just a really good roll. If I could take a look at it, though. Well, I mean, he doesn't want to. I'm not. I'm like not. Sh- <laughs> yeah. How about he just. How about I just take a look at it? Okay. Uh, yeah. Take. Uh, so go ahead and roll an Arcana check. Arcana. Okay. Hmm. Not good. Six. Goodness. Uh. Yeah. I mean, clearly the necklace is dangerous and magical. So it's probably totally irresponsible to leave this in the hands of a child. Yeah, we should probably get away from that kid then. Um, how about I offer him a... Hmm, 
feel like, like I don't have any potions that are gonna necessarily make this kid's mom better, but maybe I could give her something for the pain. How far away is your mom? Can we make like? Can a- you help her? I mean, all right, real quick. How long ago did this guy run away down this alleyway? That was earlier today, maybe two to three hours ago. I mean, this kid has a great concept of time. I don't know. Maybe it was like seven hours ago. Fuck you <laughs> for questioning the DM. Now it's whatever the fuck I say it was. <laughs> no, I will go and if you give us the necklace, I'll go with you and try and heal your mom, and you guys can go oh, investigate goodness. down there. You're gonna split up the fellowship. I mean, I'm just gonna go heal <laughs> the, heal this woman, and like this guy could could have ran away like two hours ago, seven hours ago. This kid doesn't have a good concept of time. It would make more sense for you to go because ostensibly you're made of metal and wood, and uh, not. I am immune right. to, to to most infectious diseases, if yeah. not all. Take the kid to his house, and we'll just kind of follow behind. Yeah. Okay, what? Because the kid's probably not going to give us the necklace unless we hold up our end first. I yeah. What is the plan as of now? We'll trade helping his mom for the necklace. Are you guys all going together? No, we're just going to let the robot go. Okay. In. Sorry, Warburg. We'll, Sorry. We'll uh, the splitting the party. But the, uh, the wood metal man's going to go. Okay, so you're all just going to the house. Okay, the child leads you to a very small tenement block. Uh, yeah, and there's, uh, it's, he's closer to the Dock Wars. It's near Colat Towers, uh, near the Southern War, not far from Helms Hall, which is where, uh, you know the doctor to be. It's actually, I'm going to be like five streets over from there. Uh, and you see that there is, um, how should I put it? It's like a shack. And there's like a door and there's like two horns. There's two holes, like as if something with very large horns uh, stabbed through the door. Is that your mother? No, like there's just some some creature with horns like a minotaur as such like rammed the door and like, sorry, I'm stealing something from a different campaign. Anyways, the point is. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. 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 It's just. Didn't want to assume anything. They have, they have horns in their front. Right. Door. No, that literally like, like, yeah, like something with horns rammed the front door, cracked the door off and broke the horns off in the door. Okay. I would like to take a look at those without going in. Uh, they're just horns. Okay. Be, okay. You'd have to roll a hell of a survival thing to figure out what they, uh, what animal they came from. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and move into the. Uh, if you go ahead and uh, goss and move into the house, you see there's a very very sick woman uh, who is coughing. She looks like pale. In game terms, she has like maybe four levels of exhaustion. If she gets another level of exhaustion, she's going to die. Uh, she is paralyzed from having a coughing fit that literally broke her back. Hmm. Um, I guess I'll use cure wounds on her. Sure. Go ahead. All right. Cure wounds is one D eight plus three. So four plus three is seven. Okay. Uh, you're able to bring her to consciousness. Uh, she was incapacitated, but now she is conscious. <sighs> Eli, are you there? How are you feeling, man? Uh, 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 she's still 
Eli, uh, you need to go and find the rectoress. Uh, you need to look after yourself, Eli. Uh, I guess the kid's name is Eli. Are you there, Eli? He's like, he's like, he, the kid is like frozen still. Like he's shocked that you actually able to bring her to consciousness. The, the woman doesn't seem to be able to see out of her eyes. They're like milky white. Oof. Uh, now that, that cure wounds is a first level spell. That, that was one of my spell slots for the, yeah, so far. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's the only spell slot you've used. <clears throat> You have other things to do. I think you have lesser restoration. Uh, I do have lesser restoration. Uh, you also have... That, that does cure blinded. <laughs> Indefinite and paralyzed and poison. You also have revivify. I also have revivify. You touch a creature that has died within the last minute. The creature returns to life with one hit point. The spell can't return a, cre- a life, a creature that has died of old age, nor can it restore any missing body parts. Well, she's not dead, so I don't need revivify, but I could do. Uh, there is a revivify hack and like an acknowledged revivify hack in D&D where if you kill somebody and then revivify them. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Ask the child to leave the room. <laughs> This is I, this is just this with knowledge. I I just this is how I play Revivify, so I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> all right, the kid is is looking at his mom, who's like in weakened condition. Be like, yeah, all right, I helped. I'm also Can I'm, have the I'm also oh my god, Ooh, okay. And he's like, the necklace is by the door. He dropped it when he went over to his mother, and he seems to be in shock. You can go pick the necklace up. All right, pick the necklace up. You guys want to go? Did you just <laughs> leave? Okay, you like left. Okay. No, I'm asking. It's like, they're not there. They're not there. Like, you have to leave the house. The room. Oh, the- oh, okay. So I'm, I'm by myself. All right. Uh, she, she's, she's. Un- I helped her a little bit. She's blind. She doesn't know what's going on. The kid is solely shocked or whatever. She said we have to go to the rectory. She said, told Eli to go to the rectoress. She's basically asking for him to like get the priest for last rites. I'm guessing is what that means. Is that what a rectoress is? Uh, yeah, essentially, the sisters of mercy, who also mm-hmm. run an orphanage. So she's assuming she's dying. Hmm. This is a fair, fair assessment on her part. Fair, fair. <laughs> Maud, the lady that you're talking to, she, she, she's yeah, <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> well. I've done all I can do. I take the necklace and go. <laughs> I hope this is not like too dark of a campaign for what's going on in the world right now. No, I, he's warforged. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, I, I wanted the necklace. Here. I helped out his mom. All right, see ya. Yeah. Okay, you can ex- you exit the spot. Um, yeah. And he. How'd it go, uh, guys? Did you save her? Enough. Here's the necklace. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad you could do that for the small child. Yes, for the child. <laughs> so we should find those masks. Okay. Wow. We really yeah, should. Yeah, you really saved the day on that one. Yeah, let's go. Uh, can I take another look at that necklace, please? Sure. I hand it to him. 
Actually, I already investigated it. I don't know if I can. You can, too, now that you have it on your hands. You weren't able to see it before. You're just looking at right. it, so you can do Let's an investigation. Let's give another crack at it, guys, just so we know what we're dealing with here. Um, is this going to be Arcana again? This right? is Arcana. Uh, you, do you have... I'm just trying to check. Do you have anything else, like uh, detect magic or anything? You don't have identify. Like oh, that's right. It wouldn't be good. No, like, would it be a spell that you're talking about? Yeah, uh, no, 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 it's fine. I have to take you have magic. to take magic, but don't worry about it. That might be a good idea, but mm, it's a ritual, so we'd have to. Detect cool magic to also doesn't magic. explain what the item is. It just tells you the type of magic that it is and whether or not it is magical. Yeah. And I already know. You, it's you, yeah, I was just saying, detect magic. I gave you pretty much everything. Detect magic told you yeah. with their Arcana check. So go ahead and re-roll an Arcana check. Okay, with a 19, you can tell that this is a necklace of fireballs. Each bead, it has four beads attached to it still currently. If you detach the bead and hurl it at something on impact, it will cast a fireball spell. Anyone, even non-casters, can use it. Oh, so that's what they use to uh, make those fire explosions. So they may not be magical, they just use this necklace. Good deduction, Elf. Oh, oh, Nara. It's, it's a good thing the kids didn't throw the necklace. Yeah, it was insanely dangerous for that child. That's also, like, evidence, so... Well, I'd like to put that on and uh, hold on to that, unless anybody else uh, knows that they would like to hold on to that. I suppose we could break it up and distribute it throughout the party, or would that be a little uh, too much of the, the structural uh, the necklace is all in one thing if you detach the beads it's like arming it oh it's like a grenade right pulling you gotta pull oh, the okay, bead off the necklace and it's it's at least semi-stable attached to the necklace so one person can hold it uh, you could detach it and give it to somebody but it's very dangerous and if the bead cracks it's baboosh time and it's like you better hold on to this bead you better right. hold, on, well, hold been, on to this bead we've been having a clumsy day so far so I'm just gonna hold on to it okay yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was about to say, Oanara has nothing to speak of. <laughs> I was trying to be generous. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So, what do you guys want to do now? Should we? Uh, now we need to look for the PPE, uh, the dark dots. Can we uh, see if we can? Uh, find any footprints in the direction that the child pointed to a warforge. There's no footprints, but you, you can go, and what I would suggest is that you could go to the dock wards where he suggested and you can roll survival to try to track down uh, what you think is, uh, what you know to be a mechanical man that ran away from the scene of the crime. Sounds good. I'll check. I'll check. Yeah. Does anyone want to help her? I have a plus uh, six to survival, so I'll do it as okay. well. Okay, so you're not going to do it to either. You're going to pick who's going to roll, and you'll help them, and they'll get an advantage on it. Okay, well, my survival's plus four, so maybe you should do it. And you help them? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I roll a d20 plus four. And I think in-universe, the reason is that you recognize mechanical footprints better, is what I would think. Yeah. Word. All right, so one d20, 19 plus... Six for survival, 25. 
And then she can help me out, which makes it even better. How do I help? <laughs> and do you even need it? I mean, we can always go better. If, if you're assisting me in the survival. Yeah, I don't you, you don't roll. You, you rolled twice. Oh, okay. See, when, when I say you're assisting him, you gave him an advantage to the roll. So what did, what did you roll? Oh, I rolled one d20 and I got it. Okay, well, you're probably not going to roll another d20 just in case you get a, like, a yeah, yeah, nah, okay. Nice. You, you got a really yeah. good score. Anyways, you're able to head to the dock, worse, uh, the dock district, and, you know, you, it, it immediately assaults your nose, the smell of sardines in a cannery. Uh, it's definitely old fish is kind of being shipped in and sold past due date right now because of the pressure on food stocks in the city as people are scrambling for everything, and there's a general lack of toilet paper going around. Not that people People at this time period use toilet paper, but I'm just making the joke. What do you want? Toilet cloths. Yeah, you had the you had the white pan. That's what you had. No, just uh, so yeah. What's going around is essentially like you're able to identify a set of metal footprints, and it leads you to a building in the dock districts. Uh, yeah. So let me just read this a little bit for you guys here. Um, hold on. Okay. All right. One second. Uh, yeah, you come upon a a shabbled, a shabby uh, building that backs up onto the waterfront. Uh, the back door of it, it seems to have like a loading dock where ships can pull up and small dinghies and unload into the back. You see that it's a two-story building. There's a balcony up top on one side. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and reveal the building to you. And you guys should have control of your characters, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think I gotta help Ed real quick with that. You gotta help me real quick. Well, with that. I, you hadn't logged on before I, when I set all this up, so I just need to keep adding your access to your characters. Okay, I think everybody was. You see, there's like a there's like a low fence with a courtyard, and there seems to be a big picture window on the inside that's very very grimy and been blacked over, like somebody's rubbed tar on the inside of the window to black it over. And there seems to be a path around back of the building. Uh, yeah, what do you guys want to do? Footprints are literally leading into the front window through the front door. You can see them leading up to the front door. Hmm. Is that where we're at right now in front of the Right, right here. And you're you've not entered the yard. You've not invaded the space of the place yet. Can we check around back to see if there's any? There was an alleyway behind the back. Is there a way to like? Scope the perimeter. You can't. It's so it's the it backs up onto the water. That's what these uh, like little things right here. It literally backs up onto the water back there. Uh, so you, it's oh, okay. like you can go in a U shape around it. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll me perception on the building. Perception on the building. Plus three. Okay. So. Or just the more forged. Perception is. Uh, all of us. The, all of you could, yeah. Okay. I got 14 plus 6, so I'm at 20. Okay, yeah, you can definitely see there's a balcony on the second floor. Let me just go ahead. I'm going to reveal it to you guys real fast. Hopefully I'm not going to. Yeah, this is a balcony on the second floor right here. You can kind of see it. It's got, like, tables and chairs out on it. You could go – You could. it's a one story up, so you could literally climb up onto the balcony. There seems to be a flat wall on the far side of the building, but you could climb onto the roof if you wanted to. <coughs> 
So does all right. So that second floor platform. Do we want to try and climb it up there? Do we? Is that where all like the boxes of PPE are on that balcony? You don't know. Wouldn't know that yet. Okay, we can't. We can see the balcony, but we we can see the balcony, but we can't. You hear a clang of metal on metal from insides, and you hear a a a, a raven like caw. If if I lift Megan characters up, can she see onto the second balcony and see what's there? Absolutely. There's just tables and chairs. There's nobody on the balcony, but there's definitely a door up there that leads into the hideout. I suggest before we enter the space that we should wait for 10 minutes for me to cast detect magic. More sounds of combat can be heard from inside the space. Oh, it's com- perhaps someone oh, is in combat. It's oh. become clear now that there seems to be some sort of uh, raven like creatures doing combat with swords. You said there was like a grimy window. Can we like wipe away something? It's been tarred from the inside. So it's been virtually been blacked out. There used to be a big picture window on the side of the building. And so, so there's a two story building in front of us. Then there's a balcony behind it. Or no, it's all, it's all look, you're looking at it on, on roll 20. So like you see, like there's, it's like this yard area and this, I actually can just do this. Like this area up here. Oh, if it works for me, this area right here is all a balcony on the second floor. Yeah. Except that's the inside of the building right Where there. The, that's what, what, what's the square on the other side. That's the top floor. That's the inside under it. Sorry, that's my bad. I should not reveal that, but it's fine. There's nothing in the space. Okay. I get what you're doing. It's like showing a floor plan. Right. It's like a floor plan. See, there's the second floor. There's the upper level of the two floors. And I've revealed. Oh, yeah. I've revealed that there's there's a balcony on the second floor. Yeah, I got it. Um, Yeah, you guys want to do that? What toss me up there while they're in there fighting? Thanks, guys. <laughs> I mean, we can definitely do a like pincer like attack from there. If you come up from the second floor and we bust through the front door, we have yeah, my three foot stature is really going to intimidate all of them to run out the front door where you guys are going to be waiting. No, no, no. we're we're going to bust into the front and you know get their attention. And then you, being the stature you are, is perfect for sneaking. So you'll sneak through the the second floor. Get down to where we're going and see if you can sneak attack them while we have their attention. Are they going to see us when we go in through the front door? I mean, if we blast through there, of course they're going to see us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's up to you guys. Okay. Um, I have fine traps with a 120 foot range. Would that let me know if there's any Wait, traps what, in the hole? What's the spell? Hold on. What's fine? It's sorry. Fine I, traps. I, it's a second degree. I'm not. Spell. I'm not. I'm not up on my cleric spells. Uh, but that sounds like a cheat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's called fine traps. You sense the presence of any trap within range that is within line of sight. So, uh, so it's second level spell. Fine traps. Yeah, he's right. Shit. Uh, you sense the presence of any trap within range that is within line of sight. A trap for the purpose of the spell includes anything that would inflict a sudden or unexpected effect you consider harmful. A sudden and unexpected is important, uh, which was specific or intended as much as by the creator. Thus, the spell would end area affected by the alarm spell, a warding glyph. Oh, the spell would sense an area affected by the alarm spell or a glyph of warding. That's good important for information. Uh, reveal a natural weakness of the floor, unstable ceiling, or hidden sinkhole. Okay, yeah, go ahead. You want to cast it? And it's in. Uh, it's in. Uh, should 120 I? Twenty feet. Should, it's one hundred twenty feet. 
which but it's only within sight so it would be, pretty much just tell me there's any traps on the outside of the house not right on the inside. window or the door essentially or the balcony no yeah. you'd have to look up at the balcony oh. he cannot see the balcony so he'd have to stand on somebody else's shoulders and he is a heavy mofo mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say pretty much on the outside since we're gonna bust in and get attention anyway there's no point in and disarming or knowing if there's any alarm things on there. Maybe once we're in the inside, but if we could slowly open the door, cast your spell and then bust it. I would have to be able to see. So I would have to like open the door, stick my head inside and scan the area. Why would they set traps in their own building? They're in there. And they're fighting. And they're You're fighting. Correct. Yeah. They're fighting. They probably set up all their own traps if they had any. Mm. All right, so do do you want to go you with um? Put me on the balcony. I'll see if there's a window up there. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll yell, whisper down how many there are, <laughs> what they're doing. Eh? Nothing. So you're gonna jump up. Somebody's gonna put. So what's the plan? Tell me the plan. I'm getting on Gaz's shoulders, and he's gonna, or or the furbolds. One of, one of them. Whoever's is tall. The fullboard is taller. Tall, He's clearly taller, yeah. So so put her on the second floor. And like crouch down behind whatever I can crouch behind. All right. There's no one on the second floor, no windows. You're able to easily move onto the balcony. You see there's a door. Uh, I just moved you where you see. You can see that there's a door right here leading to the inside of the space. You can open that door. Okay. Is there a window in the door? No. It's a wooden door. It's a crappy wooden door. You could probably peek through the keyhole if you'd like. Okay, yeah. Can, can I take a peek? All right, yeah. I'm going to try to show you what you can see inside. I'm going to reveal areas to Megan right now. Uh, you can see down a hallway here, and you can kind of see a little bit down the stairs and kind of into this balcony area you see a kinku and he's got a bow and arrow you see like a you see a uh, a raven-like creature with a snout uh giving a caw and firing a bow down from the balcony into the main area okay. and right, and he's on the same level as i am correct okay um is there like a wall in these stairs like is it some place that i could like run and crouch and he wouldn't see me uh, you see that there's like a corner right here. Sorry, let me pull it up. You see that there's like a corner, kind of a corner right here at the minute section. Uh, you don't, you see some boxes right here. You could probably run in and crouch behind the boxes. Would that give me a better look at what's going on? Downstairs? Yes, it would, but you'd have to open the door and you have to move inside, probably make a stealth check. Okay. You move inside, not specifically quietly, but it doesn't actually require you to be that quiet as you, as you, as you soon revealed, there is a massive melee in progress between what appears to be two warforged creatures and a brace of kinku. Okay. And I guess it's races against each other. 
yeah, so it appears so you see that there are two warforged uh creatures. I'm gonna try to figure out I haven't been giving you guys a lot of imagery. One of the warforged is like it's like a, a golden metal man who is wearing kind of like a like a red robes over the top of it and kind of like a jaunty hat and the kinku are wearing that and you see there's a second less uh articulated war forged that has twin arm blades extended out from his arms and he's crossing them and slashing at a kinko on the floor while two fire like two, while two kinko from the second floor are firing arrows down on both of them not having a super amount of effect there's a fourth kinko near the stairs very very close to where you are Uh, do I see any boxes that have like big letters that say PPE on them? Uh, yes, you see a box on the first floor around where they're fighting and you see that it's cracked open and there are uh, dozens of plague masks. Okay. At this point, can I sneak back onto the balcony and tell them what's going on? Uh, yes, you can. Uh, but go ahead and roll me another stealth check. Yeah, you're able to move back to the balcony, no problem. You can move your character too if you like. You gotta tell us. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. Okay. Whoop. Snagged. Sorry. All right. Okay, guys. Um, Are you dropping down or are you shouting from the balcony? I guess I should probably drop down. All right. Um. So I don't disturb anybody up here. You can always throw you back up again. Thank you for that. Uh-huh. Uh, All right, let's go ahead and get started, guys. What do you want to do? Uh, do we? Because we can climb up to the second floor with our our tallness. You want to go in from the second floor, since apparently there is less fighting going on in the second floor. Which side are we going to take in this? That's sprint? the question. Do we yeah. take the high ground? Oh. We know that. The, no, I mean, which side? Who are we fighting with? The combatants, because uh, we know that a warforged is the one that cast a fire spell at the, uh, the ship at the at the bay in the first place at the shipments of the masks. So, are we to assume they're responsible, and we should immediately join in with the the uh, the, the, the keku? Que- uh, question. Uh, so, so, uh, so when when the mask and the cart, whatever, were looked at, they they both had the same symbol with like 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 the eye with the tendrils, Correct. right? Yes, the uh, the the guild of Xanathar, a beholder. Guild of Xanathar, the guild of Xanathar, the beholder, and so so and 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 this this is a guy who like regularly employs. Shady motherfuckers. Correct. Yeah, creatures of the under deep or the under deep. Underdark. Yep. And underdark. That's With, the word. I'm not sure if that includes Warforged like yourself, but I don't want to make it. It definitely includes Kinku. And it's interesting that it's confusing that uh I will say that a Warforged definitely was the perpetrator of the fireball, but you would usually consider Kinku to be members of Xanathar's guild. Now so uh, I would say we should probably side with the Warforged. Personally, not just because I'm Warforged, but like based on the symbol and its association, if it's someone and it's on both the cart and the mask, 
it's probably someone who's trying to take advantage of all the shit that's going on. If it's the cart and the mask, which means they probably belonged to that guild, and if the robot people stole it from the guild, then we probably would want to be on their side because you're taking it from the, the Shifty gang. Did did you recognize the outfits that the Warforged wore? Were they just like fancy clothes or were they like maybe official looking? One of them had red robes and one of them had an arm with blades on it. The red robes one you saw was wielding a rapier and a dagger in his offhand. Mm. Um, I feel like we should help the Warforged. I say help the Warforged because they're probably trying to cut down some cut down on some shady shit going on. So, and like, oh, well, we do know that yeah, the, uh, the 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 shipment was stolen. So maybe it was the guild that stole it, and that's why their symbol is on it, right? Mm-hmm. That, that seems to make sense. No, I think the symbol is on it because it belonged to the bad guild. Yeah, like it's oh. their brand. My brand. My brand. So they're hoarding the masks. N- no, I mean, you don't know if the mask that was found at the scene was one of their masks or if it was one stolen from the cart. I feel like this is all speculation on our part at this point. It's a lot of speculation. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely speculation. can't guarantee whether we're going to be on the right side or not. Nope. I think I'm going to ask you guys for a decision. You hear combat intensifying inside. Yeah. I go Warforged help. Yeah, help the Warforged because, they, because they're clearly outnumbered and it's like four against two. Also, we have two Warforged, war so forged. maybe they will uh, side with us regardless of what's happening here. Yeah, let's do it. Yay, nepotism. <laughs> uh, so both of the uh, the Keku are firing down from the second floor. Should we have? Should I toss you back up there? Toss me back up. All right, you're able to toss her up to the second floor. Uh, yeah, you're able to enter the door. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and as, how are you guys going to go in? Have you guys coordinated it going in or a signal? I'm going to go back and hide behind the boxes I was at because then I could see more. I'll let you do that with a pre without doing another stealth roll just to move things along. How do you guys want to, are you going to go in through the front door? How are you going to enter? It's going to the blazer. Um, yeah, okay, so before I go in, I would want to cast my Spirit Guardians okay, that's the front door. spell. Okay. So I can have that locked and ready to gotcha. go. Gotcha. So you have Spirit Guardians go in ready to go. Yes. Uh, any other pre uh, before actions? Other than having both of my uh, both, both of my swords ready to go in. No one wants to cast Mage Armor? Uh, I don't have Mage Armor. I, uh, but y'all do. I didn't. I I uh, I could cast shield on myself. That lasts for one. That lasts for six seconds. Oh, too have, short. Yeah, shield shield is guidance, one turn. Have guidance and resistance cantrips. Let me get magic missile ready. You can't ready in action for this. So you go ahead. You're going to go into a okay. combat situation. You're not really getting a surprise round. They're already in All combat. Right. You're not really surprising them. Uh, so go ahead, everybody. Uh, who's going to go into the door first is the, is the question. So answer that. I cast Zephyr Strike before this all starts. What's up? Yeah, you can cast Zephyr Strike. Okay. Uh, dear, dear Gauze and God, Trevor, I'm sorry, I forget your character's name. Umaric. I say Umaric. Umaric is of the opinion we send in 
Dawes first, since he's the one who wants to go in guns and blazing so bad. <laughs> also, he's Warforged, so maybe that'll help. I was going to ask Gauz, Gauz, what's your HP? Uh, what's, your max, what's your max HP? Well, remember, I took two points of damage, so I'm currently at 41. Okay. He has a 19 AC, is the highest AC in the party. Oh, okay. And I'm going to go in with my, my Spirit Guardians blazing. So like okay, so what I'm hearing, sorry, I'm just gonna try to move you guys along. So I'm gonna say, let's say we'll go in standard two by two formation right here, and then the wizard behind the two warforged. You're gonna bust into the front door. Everybody, roll me initiative. So you're gonna roll your thing plus your initiative modifier. I roll a nat twenty. So Edwin will go first. Oh, there's my initiative. Yep. There it is. Okay. So my initiative modifier is zero anyway. But it's a 20. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nine. I rolled a uh, six. Damn it. Uh, and uh, who, uh, let's see, Peter was a nine and Trevor was a six. Plus a zero. Uh, Trevor, so it's going to be Edwin's going to start off. Uh, Edwin, do you interact with object? Do you open the door? Yes. Okay. Do you, you see kind of into the room right now? You see the kinku right here. Uh, you have 30 feet of movement. Of course, you could dash. What do you want to do? All right. I have 30 feet of movements. Uh, I have spear guardians out, which their range is 15 feet before they can attack anything. Uh, so I get within 15 feet. Of the King Go King. ahead and move your character. Uh, uh, I'm here. Where would about 15 feet to the closest King Uh He'd be the one, the by, one the by the stairs, yeah. And right. keep in mind, each square is five feet. Oh, each square is five feet. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and it's like each square is five feet, and moving laterally is like along a square is five feet as well. So mm-hmm. if I go right there, that puts So you're going to have to move, watch this, 5, 10, 15 feet. So you still have 15 feet of movement left unless you want to use your action to dash. Uh, and you're within 15 feet of the kinku. Within 15 feet of the kinku. Uh, so you can use your bonus action to trigger uh, Spirit Garden Guardians, I believe. Yes. And is that, uh, he makes a save, right? Uh, Sorry, I forget how Spirit uh, Guardians works. No, I call for Spirits Protect You. Uh, they go around me within a distance of 15 feet for the duration. So, Ed, I'm noticing here that you don't have all your spells picked for some reason. I, um, when I'm looking at it, it seems I have all. Oh, you know what? You know what? I bet I just need to redo it. That's my bad. Uh, oh, yep. You changed. Oh, man. You changed a lot of things. I'm so sorry. I've been looking at the old version of this. My bad, Ed. That makes way more sense. Okay. And what level spell is Spirit, Spirit Guardians is a third level spell. That's why it's so powerful. Yes. Uh, you call for uh, you if you are within. Uh, so it needs to make, the, the Kinku needs to make a Wisdom 14 roll, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he fails. Because it takes three D6, eight roll it. radiant roll damage. Roll it. Three D6, Plus eight, so that's twenty-eight. Wait, okay, hold on. Sorry, I'm just checking your guys' math here. Uh, three d six. 
Oh, yeah, I rolled 3d8. Yeah, 3d8. No, no, you're supposed to roll 3d8, right? Yeah, okay. there's no plus eight to that. Yes. Yeah, he just does 3d8 damage. 3D8. Yeah. Uh, did you roll? Yeah, you rolled. That's 20. So he takes 20 points of damage. Uh, that Kinku dies. Damn. All right, so my, my spirit guardian, I just I just want to put it out there, is it's like a kind of like a glowing bust of a uh, very like maternal woman with braids down her back. She has two bottles of cleaning products and she yells, that's the power of pine salt. I knew it was coming the second you said she had braids on her back. I was like, no. The second you said two bottles, I was like, oh God. That's the power of pine salt, baby. Smack. You know what I want to know? I want, I, I hope that woman is doing all right. I hope she's doing well. She's doing amazing. She has to be. That's the power of pine salt, baby. Oh my God. Do, do, mm, which, uh, which sense specifically? Like original or like any special? Uh, it's just original lemon right now. So okay. like lemon just fills the area. <laughs> it, ma- it mixes with the lavender. I imagine that's already there because of the, the mast. So it's lemon and lavender. Beautiful. Okay, you killed him. You got 15 foot of motion, and I believe you still have your full action, correct? Uh, yes. Okay, where are you going? Uh, Guys, also, just for the thing, think about what you want to roll in your turn. Just have a plan ready to go so we can keep up the speed of it. Ed was going first there. I'm not, I'm not judging you, Ed. I love you. No problem. So I have another 15, so I can move another three... Squares. Three squares. And the next Kinku is uh, Beast far side but keep in mind uh they're on the floor above you you can shoot them uh so think about this as being overlaid so the two squares on this side so like this kinku per se is like right here on the floor above them so where the pillar is right here these pillars that is like where the line of the floor above it right here is so and these steps right here would put me right behind um uh, Megan's character. I forget everyone's names. I'm bad with names. I will. I will learn. Learn them. Trust me. Yeah. But yeah, because yeah, if I go up those stairs, would that put me right at the top of them? Uh, let's see. Let's see this. Let's see this space. Yeah, you'll go. Uh, f- so from where you are, five, ten, fifteen. You'll be right here, or in the same space right here. See. Uh, I'll do that. Okay. You're close to where, uh, Onathera is now. Okay. Next up in the order is the Warforged. Having seen you enter the room, the buff Warforged is going to move, uh, and he's going to try to proceed up the stairs. Five, 10, 15, 20. And so he, I believe, is right next to you now, and he is going to go ahead and attack you. Uh, buddy! So much for that. Yeah, uh, he's going to make uh, three attacks and uh, he's going to start. Let's go ahead and just roll it. Uh, so hold on. Uh, what's your AC, Ed? My AC is 19. So the first two, uh, the first one uh, is eight plus six, which is not going to hit. Second one is two plus six, which is not going to hit. And the third one is nine plus six, which is 15. So none of his strikes will actually hit you, Ed. Uh, 
this uh, Warforged down here, because the Warforges are all going on the same turn, and the Kinkus are all going on the same turn, this Warforge is actually going to attack this Kinku, and he's going to make three attacks, and he will kill this Kinku. Okay. Is that the one with the dual blades or the one with the red cloak and the rapier? The, the red cloak of the rapier is fighting Ed. The dual blades is right over here uh, that just dispatched a kinku who just cross-chopped him and just literally made him into a little, uh, made him into four little crow parts. As I'm dodging attacks, I'm like... Yeah, well, he, well, he like, comes off and bangs off you hard. Like, he thrusts, like, the sword into you. It slides off your metallic body. He tries to come in with a dagger, and it clanks into your stuff, and you're just... I mean, you got your shield up, and you got your mace out, and you're a pretty, you're a pretty tough motherfucker. Okay. Next up in the order is the Kinku. Uh, seeing this, they're, uh, both Kinku are going to shoot the Warforged. Uh, actually, I think one of them is going to shoot at Ed, uh... So, yep. So he's going to do. Even though I'm at the, I'm in the stairwell on the top. They can, they can get me still. Yeah, of course they can. They're on the second floor. It's open air. God damn this lazy in, interior structure. Oh my God. It's a 19 to hit. Yeah. So that one's going to hit you. Uh, he's going to do a D6 plus, uh, no, he's going to do a D6 plus three. So he'll do nine points of damage to you at the first Kinko and the second Kinko is also going to attack him and he's going to crit the fucking nimble right. Uh, so that he's going to do 2d6, uh, plus, uh, he's going to do 2d6 plus three, which he's going to do 12 points of damage to the nimble, right? All right. I lost nine points of damage, right? Yeah. I'm at 32. Well, now I don't know who to believe. Oh, how do you do that? Okay, so he took 19 points of damage. Okay, sorry. The initiative tracker sucks on this sometimes. I have a hard time figuring it out. Uh, hold on. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Uh, so 19s, 10s. Yeah, so 26. Yeah, so he has, uh, he's, uh, he takes a, a good solid hit from that and next up in the order that's the kinku's turn next up in the order is peter oh sorry right. somnus who's by the door yeah still by the yeah still by still by the door uh, I'm, I'm already curious about this 20 that you have by my name it's like what is that oh it doesn't mean anything sorry that was just the initiative order i can fix it in the next session damn <laughs> um god shit's broken surprise <laughs> no, no, no you're fine um, it's that just with, with the war force att attacking gauze. Now I'm just like, who do I attack? Who do we take out? Uh, maybe go after the war forge that's about to attack our war forge. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll go. What? No, let me just put that there. Yep. Do you mean, do you mean uh, first? You're having a hard time. I can move it for you. Yeah, like moving, moving it was a bit weird for me. Um, one, uh, one, five, one, there. I think is where I Yeah, go. you can also uh, 10, 15, 20, 25, dash 30. to get yeah. to the nimble right, but you move into the room. What do you want to do? Wait, the nimble right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, they're just the, the warforged. Oh, okay. Um, sure, let's dash. 
Left, 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 so it's going to use your action. You won't be able to attack, but you will be able to use a bonus offhand weapon. Offhand weapon? So you have, you're have you a two-weapon fighter, correct? Yeah. So you use your bonus action to attack. If you use your dash, you won't be able to attack twice because you'll use your attack action. You'll use your... you. Uh, if you take the attack action, you can attack twice, but you used your action to dash. That's my point. You can either stay there and attack twice... Uh, with like a bow, or you can get up there and attack once with an offhand weapon, depending on what you draw, because you haven't de- you haven't declared what you're drawing. You have dual wielder though, so you can draw both blades at the same time. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think I will stay put, and I'll ju- and I'll just draw both my longsword and rapier. Okay. And do you want to ready in action? Uh, the, so I can't. Well, my superior, I don't do anything. Uh, you. One- you- so when you're ready in action, what you're going to do is you're going to set a parameter for me and you're going to say on my action, uh, when this happens, I will do this. Okay. Well, um, so I guess since, since, uh, since I moved as far as I can, uh, if that, if that Warforge comes up, comes up to me and tries to attack me, I, I want to, uh, yep. Perry. uh, Perry got it. Okay. Well, you can take Perry as a reaction. That's you can do Perry, even if you don't ready in action. Oh, Perry is a reaction. So in your turn, you can do reactions. So basic D&D setup is you have on your turn, you have movement, you have action, you have your bonus action and you have reaction. You can take your reactions at any time during combat or when depending on what the reaction is, whenever like the the modifier for the reaction is met, like somebody attacks you and you cast shield uh, versus or somebody attacks you and you're able to cast parry. You don't technically cast parry. That's a fourth edition bullshit. But the point is uh, that uh, you can ready an action now. Like if somebody comes at a range of you, you could attack them. Uh, I think, yeah. that's, I think that's right. I actually think that's wrong, but we're going to say it is like now and I'm going to look up the rule later. I've had about a half bottle of wine. <laughs> we're chugging through it. I've had. Half, oh, you can't see it. Um, I need a green screen badly. I will. Uh, I, I, I guess. I guess the. I guess the action that I will. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll ready an attack for when okay. they. When they come up on. All right. That's your turn. And uh, next in the order is Trevor. Okay. I'm most worried about um, Somnus at this point because, if I recall, both of those Keku aiming down from the second balcony have ranged attack capability. Correct. Yeah. So I am going to use, um, let's see, I have 30 feet of movement. I think uh, I would put them well within range. Of, actually, I was thinking I'd, I'd fire directly at them, but I think I'm going to go for blinding them, which is 30 feet. So let me just do this 5, 10, 15, 20, 30. Let's see, can I get there? That's there. It's one square into the room. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Hmm. Yeah, I can totally do that. Okay, so I'm going to use my full distance of 30 feet to go as far as I can into the room, the main room where the uh, where Solomon is. Okay, go ahead and move the character. Yeah, I can move him. Okay. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Right behind Somnus since he probably had an ar- higher armor class than me. Um, and then I think they're going to both be in range. Well, maybe not both, but maybe just one. Or at least one of them. Well, can you, you you blindness only affects one of them, right? If I use it, if I cast it at a higher level, I can. Oh yeah, blind. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, if you can get both of them in range, 
No, I can I can target. Keep in mind uh, that 5, 10, 15, the nimble right is in range as well. Oh, so it, it would blind him? Well, I don't know, actually. Let me double check. He might actually, you, you're you totally correct. Uh, I'm going to probably say you don't know. Do you know what I mean? Uh, damage. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It says choose one creature that you can see within range and casting an additional at a spell of third level or higher, you can target one additional creature. Uh, you don't, you don't, you're not familiar. You're not familiar with it. You'd have to take your, you'd have to take an action to roll to guess, uh, to, to have any knowledge as to whether or not you think you could blind this thing or not. It, it has, it has, it has eyes or it appears to have eyes. How about that? Right. Yeah, that's fair. What kind of ability check would that be? Sorry. So I believe they need they need you cast it at whatever level. Pick your targets, and they need to make saves against yours. Oh, okay. I don't have to do an additional check to make sure I can blind them. Well, no, you you do it, and they they either pass your DC's thirteen save oh, or they okay. don't. Yeah, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. So I'm gonna have to cast it at level three. It's a second level spell, so I'm going to use it one of my third level slots. Okay, so you're going to cast three of these, right? Uh, no, I can only ad- target one additional creature. Okay. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha. So you're going to target, which ones are you targeting? Go ahead and click on them for me. Two Keku on the second floor. So they need to pass DC 13 con saves. Oh, no, no, uh, con, what is it? What save is it? It's, uh... Um, it's, um, I just had it. Hold on, I got it. I'll I'll find it. Hold on one sec. Don't worry about it. Constitution saving throw of 13. Perfect. Okay, let's go ahead and roll that out. So let's go ahead and roll first one. Uh, pass. Uh, and then I think the they have a con of zero, so one of them fails. Uh, this one right here is I'm going to put a little blind notification on him so he can't see shit. Uh, it's not really a really good blind thing, is there? Why would there not be a blind thing? Whatever. This'll do. He's got a little blind note on him now, you see. It's got a little it looks more like a ninja mask, but it's it's there. I see you. So I got one of them for you. Yeah, one of them has been blinded. Also, note I was wrong about something. Somebody just helpfully actually texted me about something that I did wrong, which is Actually, super helpful. I actually appreciate that. Uh, you have like consultants on air. Awesome. No, it's a note that I gave 19 points of damage to the nibble right. Uh, when the arrow hit the nibble right, it didn't appear to be very effective. Okay. The nibble right is the warforged. Yeah. Okay. Send it out. Okay. Uh, next up in the order is Megan. Oh, sorry, on an on an on a Thora. Yeah, with that okay. Um, so, oh, yeah. So right now I'm behind the boxes. I kind of I stand up and aim my longbow at the kanku that's closest to me that's not blind, and I shoot an arrow at him. Gotcha. Go ahead and uh, roll an attack. Uh, so wait, that was two. That's damage, Megan. Okay, so that's a D20. What's your to modifier? Plus 
plus eight. So that would be go ahead and make sure to do the math for for me, guys, just to make my life easier. Yeah. I'm terrible at math. Uh, so the big point is uh, so eight plus seven. That's uh, 14. You hit the Kinku and I'll accept that damage roll of 15 uh, damage. You kill that Kinku. Nice. How do you want to do? Oh, one of, also one of the things too. I need to say when I when you kill something, I'll say something like, "How do you want to do this?" I want you to describe how you fucking murder that creature. What uh, are my power uh, of pine saw, baby? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, did a good job. It was like mid claw, and the arrow went like through his mouth and out the back of his head. Visceral. Wow. You, you're not sure if he choked to death or he just got stabbed to death. You're not actually sure. Um, yeah. yeah, and he goes down. <laughs> After that, I hide back behind the monster. Yeah. The other kinku is like, <laughs> and it's, it doesn't know what happened. We're top of the order. It's Ed's turn again. Um. All right. So, so this Warforge is attacking me. Is there any way I can, I can be like, whoa, dude, like I'm on your side. Yeah. You can use six seconds of dialogue. If you want to use more than that, you're going to have to use your action. So you can try to, you can try to stop him. Yeah. I'll be like, uh, I'll be like, hey, I know I just ran in here, but I believe I'm here to help you. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he will have an action on his turn. Do you want to use the rest of your action? Um, I guess I'll. You could. I mean, you could. You could uh, be defense. You could do dodge or something that would help your AC or something. You have other actions. Mm, all right, this is an open space. Uh, I'll try and put some distance between me and him. Uh, if I jump off the stairs to like the ground floor, and then just like hop back, you'll mo- you'll leave his area of thing, and he'll get an opportunity to attack if he wants to take it. Uh, mm, if he wants to take right. it. Right. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll see if he wants to take it. I'll, I'll try and. Yeah, he does take it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he does take yeah. Uh, so he's going to make, he's going to make, uh, I believe he's going to make an op attack, which is just one attack, uh, which is also wrong. I did something. I'm, I'm getting uh, really good feedback here. So perfect. Um, yeah. Really good feedback for a lot of it. No, it's, it's good stuff. So he's gonna sh- he's gonna sh- hit you with twenty to hit. So that will hit you. He will do uh, a D eight plus four, which is going to be he's gonna do eight points of damage to you, Ed. Eight points of damage. You're just getting your shit fucked up. Yeah, and you're here in the space. So as you as you rook over, he slices you with his rapier, and a bunch of cogs fly out of your side as he catches you in the side, and a little chunk of your metal flies off as you go over the stair railing. You're now on the first floor. Uh, you're not technically within. You're kind of close enough. You could probably stab through the rails at him, uh, but he um, has cover. Is my spear guardian still out? Yeah, you can activate it. All right, then. Fuck that. I'm going to use spirit guardians on him. Okay. What's, what's the save one more time for me? Uh, let me pull that back up. Do do spirit guardians. It's, uh, wisdom. Well, but 14 14 wisdom. Okay. So he's going to make a wisdom save, uh, which is zero for him. And I think he fails and he's going to take damage, roll damage. All right. And that was three D eight. Yes, sir. Yes. All right. Uh, do 3d8. 17. Alright, he takes 17 points of damage. This is uh, far more effective than whatever the Kinku did to him. 
And do I still have my regular yeah, action and movement? You still got both. Though it was difficult right. terrain, so you use 10 feet of movement to get over the railing. All right, that's fine. Um, and, I, and I'm assuming you've moved 15 feet because technically you're not out of range there. To trigger it, you would have moved there. Okay. Uh, I will take the additional 15 feet of movement and then cast... Uh, I think I'm going to do Cure Wounds on myself. Okay. So we're, go ahead and move your character. Uh, 15. I'm going to go to this corner right here. Cast Cure Wounds. And oh, uh, just for the record, too, you are, like, right here on the main floor. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Cure Wounds is 1d8 plus my ability modifier. Uh, my ability modifier would be... Uh, what's my ability modifier? Which one? Remember... Oh, plus, plus three? three. Yeah, probably. All right. So 1d8. 8 plus 3 is 11. I gain 11 points of HP. Okay. Uh, now it's on to that's, I think that's your bonus action, action, and all movement. So it's on to the Warforge term. A Warforge number two here with the double arm blades is going to move in on Peter, uh, and he uh, is going to attack you. Uh, do you, does that trigger? I think that triggers an action to attack, correct, Peter? Uh, yes, I said. Okay, attack. go ahead and attack twice. Uh, that's two d twenty, right? Two d twenty and plus whatever your modifier is. Okay, wait, hold on. Remind me which modifier. I, I know you said to everybody, but like which one? Which one? Okay, so for your so you're gonna use not your offhand weapon, but your primary weapon, which is your longsword. So it'd be plus five to hit. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. So it'd be it. your it'd be proficiency plus your strength score. Gotcha. Proficiency. Oh, okay, cool. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Good, good, good. I think, so. I think, I think that's right. Because this was five, and then my proficiency is three. So yeah. Okay. Uh. So yeah, you roll. Yeah. Wait. Why plus? Why plus eight? You, you said you said No, no, no. Right? But like that, the five is plus the proficiency. Your strength score is two. Your proficiency is three. It's plus five. So you hit a sixteen to hit. Uh, which let me double check his AC. Uh, so you're attacking the second Warforged. Yeah, that hits exactly. You do hit him for the first one. Roll again to do to try to attack him with another D twenty. Oh, actually, roll damage first on your attack. That's a. D8 plus two, I see. D8 plus two. Two, and then, so two plus two is three. Uh, what? So, so, so the, da- the damage from my long sword is, oh, is, two. is oh, so plus, plus two. Yeah, yeah, yeah three. Plus, yeah, yeah. You do three. Yeah, you three, do three yeah. damage to him. Uh, it, it's yeah, not super effective. So you effectively do maybe like uh, how do I put this? Uh, one point of damage to him. It's not, it doesn't, you, the, the, what your long sword clangs off him. It does not seem to be super effective. How about that? Uh, and you can fine. make your second attack now. And, that, and that's, yeah. also, that's also the, like the, like the D20 plus, um, plus the five. I don't see a D20 plus five. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. D20. Like, yeah. So it's D20 plus five for your long sword or your rapier attack. Yeah. 
Yes, for for both. Sorry. No, no, don't worry. Don't don't apologize. We're getting through this. This is a a learning experience. Plus, it's been a long time since I since I've done this. So getting back into it. Yeah, same. I haven't played since years. So that's a uh, eighteen then. Okay. Yeah, that hits. Uh, roll damage. And that's also a d8 plus 2, so let's roll a d8. Nine. Okay, 9 points of damage to him. Uh, again, not super effective. Uh, so that'll probably... When I say that, I means he has resistance to, like, slashing and piercing damage. So it's only... The damage you give him will be halved, rounded up. Ah, uh, so I should be stabbing him. Well, uh, you don't know. You don't know. Uh, yeah, I did efficient uh, damage to him using... Um, what, what was what Spirit is uh, radiant damage? Yeah. Which is magical mm. damage. That's the difference. Yeah. These are non-magical attacks. Okay, uh, that's Peter turn. Uh, that well, that's not Peter turn. That was your ready to action. He is now going to attack you uh, with his two arm blade attacks. So he's going to go. He's going to fail both miserably. He's going to just like wave them out in the air like a bird. He's like imitating the kinku. It's not going well for him. He's he's not having it's not been a fantastic day. OK, uh, next up in the order is kinku number one. He is going to fire. Uh, I think he is going to fire at Ed in the corner. Uh, he's blind. Yeah, he's blind fire. He's going to have disadvantage. Oh, goodness. Sorry, this is D and D. So you just it's it, you, you you when you have a status effect like blindness, it just means that you have disadvantage to attack people. He can he oh, can I still know. hear you. You know what I mean? Oh it's, yeah, yeah. So he but he's gonna miss with a five anyway. So it doesn't matter because he's blind. Yeah. All right, that's his turn. Next up in the order is Peter. Um. Hold on. Scroll down to this. Lip lip lip. I don't want to hit him again. You're doing damage. You are doing damage. It's not, he, he's not, he's not resistant. He's. It's just very, very, very low. Yeah. Uh, now, is it shocking to us that piercing damage is not doing that well? Or is that not shocking? Cause they're both warforged. Uh, it's not shocking. I mean, he's probably resist. Most warforged are probably fairly inured against like slashing and regular damage you guys are made of, if you're made of metal it's it's a little bit easier that's not how player characters work fun fact it's just like minotaur characters don't get all the pluses of minotaurs it's like the actual minotaur like the monster block can solve any maze uh, just as like an effect you don't get that as like a racial trait character thing so as soon as you make it a racial bullshit. Yeah. well it's how that's how dnd works you can't be overpowered sir bullshit okay well go play among <laughs> Uh, I will just attack him again, just and, 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 and until. And so just, you can make three attacks this turn if you want to use your bonus action as well. Oh, try, go ahead and try if you got your spare time to be prepared with your dice roller, just so you can go ahead. You can probably like roll everything simultaneously with macros, but don't worry about that now. We'll talk about that later. But go ahead and roll, roll me three d twenties for all three attacks. Assuming the first two are your primary and the second's your offhand. Okay. So, yeah. So you're plus, so plus five, uh, 14. All right. Let's look at his, his AC, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is, oh my God. Sorry. I lost it for a second. His uh, AC is 16. So plus five, everything hit misses. They all miss. 
<laughs> I, I too just wave my swords in response. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just kind of bang off of him and just kind of blunt into him and it doesn't, yeah, you guys are having, you guys are having, you're both two heavily armed fighters that are just sort of like pinging off each other. So it's not, it's not your best day, but anyways, uh, that's, I, yell at him. I can do it too. You can move away from him, but you'll, I'm t- just picturing a Mandark and Dexter fighting like, yeah. Me. Oh man. Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah. Uh go ahead and uh let's go ahead and move to uh it's now uh Trevor's turn. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. Uh so each of these squares is five foot square. I have a, a five foot range on my just regular attack with a quarter staff. Can I reach the Warforged from where I am? No, you now? cannot. You'd have to move You'd around. You'd have to move around him. Okay. Uh five foot five All foot. Right. A ten foot means you could hit him. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Cause, so it's like the whole area. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Five foot means you can attack adjacent square. Yeah, all right. That makes sense. All right, well, then I'm going to move beside Peter over here. I'm sorry, uh, Tomnus. And um, attack from there. And I have my bonus, and I, I'm going to use both my action and my bonus action to do uh, two-weapon fighting. Is that right? Does that sound right? Uh, with a staff? My quarter staff? Would that, would, would that be what it is? I don't... It's just a, I, I assume it, that refers to a melee weapon when it says two-weapon fighting. Well, I don't think you can because you don't have two weapons. Oh, well, I oh yeah. well, I have a dagger and a quarter. Oh yeah, you can wield it. Yeah, you can wield the. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can draw two. You also have the fire necklace. You, you, well, he he would blow everybody up if he hit either one of them with it because it's like twenty feet radius, I think, or something. Uh, um, also, if you want to spend that here too. Uh, but but uh, also, I need to point out something. If you guys throw fireballs around in the city, you will set buildings on fire. This is not magical. If he throws a fireball in here, this building will be set on fire. Man, I came to D&D for no rules. Yeah, because that's what I do. (laughs) I attack with my uh, quarterstaff first, I guess, and then my dagger later. You will have to drop one of those weapons if you want to cast a spell. Uh, But yeah, you're able to draw them. Actually, no. Hold on. Did you draw them at the start of combat before you walked in? Because I have not drawn my weapons yet, so I guess you're holding your quarter staff too. Uh, that's fine, I guess. Uh, I would think that you have to have a free hand to cast a spell, which you did last turn. So I'm fine with the yes. interpretation of that. But moving forward, you have to have a free hand to reach components to cast a spell and make gestures. As soon as you draw your dagger, which you can do as a free action on this turn, you can have your dagger out. But as that, as to the point of that, you cannot cast spells until you drop one of one right. or more of the items. Okay. I would have to yep. it up. All right. Go it. ahead and roll attacks. All right. So, um, do I, do I roll, uh, first a D20? You're going to roll two D20s. The first one will be the quarter staff. The second one will be the dagger. Offhand is always second. Uh, both are plus threes for you. Okay. Okay. So I roll a six and a 20. Holy crap. Okay. So uh, on the dagger, you rolled a 20. Uh, so as part of the dagger, let me just double check. Hold on. Yeah. Plus three. So it's going to be 2d4 damage. Yeah. 2d4 damage from the crit.
so it's, it's oh, usually like right, the yeah, backslash R. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, so he'll take four points of damage. Okay, uh, that's uh, both your actions, unless you want to move. Um, no, I'm good. Okay, next up in the order is Megan. All right, I'm going to aim at this blinded Kinku on the second level with my long bow. Yep. Crit fail. Uh, but you can you do because he's blinded get advantage. So you roll again. Roll another d twenty. That definitely hits. Ooh. Yeah, so you hit a Much better. All right, roll damage. Okay, he is still up. But he is incredibly bloodied. As the arrow catches him in the shoulder, it like knocks his bow over and he's like, Aah! he's having a bad day. He's blind and like really not feeling it, honestly. Like just, just wish he stayed in in his little nest this morning like god next thing i do is i kind of run around to the other side of these boxes okay oh you haven't used ever strike yet either ever strike yeah I don't know what that so is. you you asked zephyr strike so you don't take oh zephyr yeah yeah it adds 1d8 so my longbow is normally 1d8 plus 3. Once before the spell ends, you can give the attack roll on your turn. The attack deals an extra 1d8. So you choose when you want to use it. Okay. I see. So I, I used it just then. So that'll be it. Okay. Uh, I don't. I think I'm not going to allow that to happen because you can't retroactively do it. Do you know what I mean? You got to specify. Well, I, you have to specify but, before the damage is rolled whether or not you're going to use it or not. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like. Do you want me to re-roll with a 1d8 plus 3? No, no, no. Okay, look. It's it's added, so it'd be 2d8 on that bow. Your bow... I know, and I rolled 2 Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, so sorry. My bad. That, so I was going to say, we can just say that was my shot. That was your Zephyr Strike, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you're still a Beastmaster, correct? Yes. You didn't move to Monster Slayer, right? Oh, I did move to monster. Slayer. Okay, so you get another D eight for something. Uh, we'll work this out later. I need. Sorry, you need definitely specify, guys. You've not been doing two D eight every turn, right? I did for my last turn. Yes. Okay. Because I didn't know it was just a one time thing. Zephyr strike is just once during the spell, and now, you, but now you still have all the free movement. Like you don't take reaction attacks, and you can move around people really quickly. Right. So that's which is the purpose of the spell. You just get an extra attack, and all right. Go ahead. What's the question? Huh? Nothing. Okay, moving on. Uh, you ha- you still have your bonus action and uh, more movement, I believe. Uh, I'm good. Okay, I'm cool. And I'm like hiding behind these boxes. Uh, you are not taking the hide action. What? You have to take to hide. You have to take the hide action and use your action to do that. Oh, that's not a bonus. That's action. not how that works. Uh, you you uh, you can you ha- uh, unless you're a rogue, you can't take the hide action. I'm just yeah, here. rogues can do. That's the whole point of the class is that you can do crap like hide and stealth while as a bonus action, so you can still attack and still stealth. So when it says attacks per action is two, is like movement in action? Oh, you have. No, oh, that's right. You're a ranger. You can take two attacks. That's correct. Yeah. So you can take your second attack now. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll attack the 
anchor again. Right? Yeah. But it's that you have to, you don't get 2d8 on it. You get 2d. Right. Yeah. Anyway. You have to the two separate d20 attacks. Okay, you miss. <laughs> uh, that's your turn. Uh, now we're back up to the top of the order. So my, um, my D20? What's up? My D20 plus eight. Oh, it does hit. Sorry, sorry. You're rolling much, you're rolling faster than me. Yeah, four kills him. How do you want to do this? Um, is he still blind? Yeah. I shoot him through his blind eye. Oh, insult. Oh, wow. Insult to injury. He's dead. All right, back up to the top of the order. It's Ed. Alright, um, I move over here. Uh, the Warforged on the stairs, he's still within sight. Correct. correct. I'll okay. just put him here because that'll make it easier. Uh, and these are the last two. We killed all the Kinkus that we that we are aware right. of. The Warforged were significantly tougher. Okay. Uh I, I kind of want to reason with them because I don't know who they are. I don't want to really kill them. Uh, or attempt to. Or attempt to. You know uh, that not all Warforged are as reasonable as you guys. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's just a, that's kind of a square fact. Uh, but, like, I know we're in the city, so if we really damage uh, the wrong people, we could be in trouble. Um, so Warforged are humanoid, right? Yeah. Uh, hold on. If I move here, they're both within 20, 20 feet of, of, uh, radius for me. Correct. Let me see. Still check that. So you moved into here. So that's five. 10 and 5, 10, 15. Yeah, they'd both be in 20 feet of you. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Calm Emotions, and they're going to have to do a Charisma saving throw uh, to see if I calm them. Um, interesting. They're technically... Yeah, each humanoid in a 20-foot radius sphere center on a point you choose within range must make a Christmas saving throw. Uh, yeah, what, what's your safe? Uh, my safe would be my charisma. So it'd be, they need to make charisma saving throws, but what's the bar uh, they need to 14. 14. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, one, two. Okay, both pass. Damn it. Uh, one of them doesn't actually, they have a negative two charisma modifier. So only one passes. So they got a 15. That'd be a 13 for him. What's your save? Uh, my save is 40. So yeah, one of them fails. Which one? Uh, I'm going to say the one on the stairs. All right. The one on the stairs fail. Uh, hold on. Let me pull it back up. Common motions. Um, could you fail saving throw? Choose one of the following two effects. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. 
I'm going to make him feel indifferent. Oh, about- sorry. One other thing too. Uh, all nimble rights have advantage on uh, spell saves. Meaning? Uh, meaning he passes. So he does. No, no, he doesn't. Both of them still. So he still fails. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, Same so thing. does this work on him or not? It does. I just told you. It did. Okay. But he got to, he got to roll twice and both failed. That's the point. All right. Uh, so he's calm and now indifferent towards us. So when I go, that you you don't know if it effect, if it was effective. He failed to save, but you don't know if nimble rights are or are not uh, are fall under this. You use your action. Don't worry. We'll figure it out next turn. <laughs> uh, I plead to the one that that's not on the stairs. Please. We're just trying to help. Okay. The It is now the Warforged. Unless you have any other bonus action stuff you want to do. No, because if it does work on the one on the stairs, if I attack his buddy, it's going to cancel it right. out. So I'm really... Yeah. the one next to you is going to attack trevor uh twice uh he is it is now the warforged term he's going to make two attacks uh first and they're both uh arm blades so plus five to hit uh so that's first one is seven to hit second one is a nat 20 oh shit uh so He's now, oh shit, okay. So, uh, I'm almost dead, it sounds uh, like. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, he's going to be 2d6 uh, plus 3, so that's just for his one attack that does hit. Uh, he's going to do 9, oh, you got lucky. He's going to do 9 points of damage to you. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm at, Yeah. That's his, that's his turn. The second Warforged is going to, uh, oh, can I, uh, is now the time to react to that? Or yeah. If you wanted to a react yeah. attack, I would like to since I have both, both my weapons. Well, no, you can't. No, there's no reaction attack. I guess, oh, the, well, opportunity. That would only be if he moved out of your sphere of influence. So he would have to move out of your, uh, see how he's connecting to your two squares? Unless you have a 10 yeah. foot reach, he has to move out of your reach to draw an opportunity attack. You can use reactions, but it depends on reactions. Opportunity attacks are only if he moves away from you. Because it's like him turning oh. his back is the idea. Oh, opportunity. Yeah, done. Okay. And I can't cast a spell right now because uh, I have my both my weapons drawn. Right? You'd have to drop one of them, which you could do as a free action, but you can't because it's not your turn. Right. Right. But it's about uh, yeah. It's now Peter's turn. Um, do I want to? I'm going to put any actions I can take. Um, so I don't. So I, I, I'm not. For one, I'm not moving. Uh, just not at all. Uh, I guess the action that I want to take is is that if the if 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 the one if the war, the warforge in front of me does attack, I will just dodge. Okay, so you're taking the dodge action. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's your turn. Uh, next up in the order is Trevor. Okay. Um. Can I drop one of my weapons? Uh, that that counts for my action. No, that's so a it's a free action to drop a weapon. Free. Yeah. You just you would have to use an action to pick it back up. Gotcha. And it's okay. in that square well, now. You don't have it on you. 
Like, right. so I assume you drop your dagger okay. is what I'm saying. Yeah, let's drop my dagger. It's a plus three to hit. You uh, probably shouldn't even ever pick that dagger up. <laughs> wait, but my quarter step has got like more uh, more damage potentially. Yeah, if you hit something. He's also not got the same hit. He's I not I don't to, know. to your no to hit is plus three on the quarter staff and on the dagger. Yeah, but your firebolt is uh, your firebolt is like plus eight. No, it's yeah, plus five. Firebolt? You mean like my spell? Oh, you didn't take you didn't take a cantrip that does damage. Ooh, okay, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> no, it's bad. It's okay. It's totally fine. You're What's nothing, bad? nothing, <laughs> nothing's bad at all. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna cast um magic missile. Okay. Um, uh, at the dude. Uh, at, at the uh, Warforge directly in front of me. Um, so I have to do a d20 roll first, plus my... Uh, well, no, magic missile magic. automatically hits. Oh, okay. So you just roll damage. That's the nice thing about... So just roll a d4 plus one. If I'm not mistaken... Sorry, I haven't magic missile anyone in a zillion years. Four plus one force damage. Plus one force I'm also damage. not seeing it in your spell list, though. Well, I kind of added it at the last minute. Oh, it's uh, fine. It's totally cool. It's cool. I'm not gonna. Refresh. I'm not gonna fire you. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of spell shifting that's happening. I have to refresh a lot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just for two out of the four of us. So. Far. All right. All right. Okay. I chose mine by like twelve o'clock today. You're the one who didn't refresh, buddy. I did my my damage, well yeah. ahead of time. All right. So yeah, it should be a D four plus one a, for each. Yeah, and I got a five. Oh wait, hold on. So you got? Uh, let me see. How many of you? You, you roll. You, there's three darts, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you roll three d four plus three, essentially. So two d plus two plus two. Round My bad. Seven. So seven plus five. You do uh, thirteen points of damage uh, to this guy, and it is magical. So he will take the full damage uh 10 7 and uh he doesn't look bloodied because that doesn't apply that term doesn't really apply to him very effectively what he does look uh-huh. is he looks geary yeah oily is a better one thank you he's oily. bleeding blood he's bleeding black blood all over the floor and you hear a, a, like a steam uh at, shoot out from the top of the other nimble right like a steam train engine as his little top blows and his hat flies off and there's like steam coming out of the top of his head you did make him waste a turn, though, Ed. How about that? <laughs> At least I did something. Uh, you do, you're doing uh, more damage. Megan, it's your turn now. Okay. Um, question. Can I cast Hail of Thorns and shoot an arrow in the same? No. Hail of Thorns is a spell. It's an action. Let me double check just to make absolutely sure. Because it says that I have two actions. Right. No, it says you have two attack actions. Attacks per action. Oh, yeah, so if you take the attack action, you make two attacks. Versus if you cast a spell, that's one action. Right. Okay. Which is why the the econ- it's it's like movement economy also. So you can either cast one spell or do that. It's it's a trade off for stuff. And I think that if I'm not mistaken, actually no, you can do that because hail of thorns is a bonus action. So you can take your attack action, shoot both arrows, and then still cast hail of thorns. Okay. So. I'm going to do that at the, um, the dude on the stairs. Okay. Yeah. 
So roll an attack, and if it hits, I believe your bonus action, so once before the spell ends. The next time you hit a creature with a ranged attack, weapon attack before the spell ends, the spell creates a rain of thorns. So let's see if you hit him. His AC is 18. Uh, that hits. Shit, girl. Jesus. That hits. Yay, death. Okay. Uh, yeah, talking didn't go so well. Yeah. So that's just for my... 11. Arrow. Now do your 2d10 damage, I believe. Okay, so he's going to take half uh, the piercing damage from the arrow, but he will take all of the magical damage uh, from the Hail of Thorns. So he's n- They're not resistant to magic, but they are resistant to piercing, bludgeoning, and slashing. So all forms of non-magical damage they're resistant to, it appears. Uh, so he'll take, uh, f- he'll take 13 points of damage. And he, What's he, he like? also looks like he's had a better time. He's dripping black bloods all over the stairs. Okay. Uh, and I think you get another shot, Megan, correct? Okay. Let's do that again. Uh, do I need to roll another d20 to see if it... Yes. Hits? Yes. Okay. That hits. Holy shit. Damn. <laughs> okay. He has... One point of health left. Oh, wow. He is extremely bloody, dripping gears and shit all over the stairs. Uh, that's Megan's turn. Top of the order, it's Ed. All right, yeah. Uh, talking didn't seem to do anything. You can potentially wipe both out once with Spirit Guardians, I'm just saying. Oh, believe me, that's already what I'm thinking. I'm like, in for a penny, in for a pound. Like, we can't talk with these guys. If we... Really aren't supposed to kill them. It's a little bit too late. We've done the damage. You could you could attempt to non lethally capture one of them. I don't have any of those skills. Well, it's not. What's up? We have what? Bag of holding. <laughs> you want to stuff one of them into the bag of holding? <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to. Hmm. All right. So it's the one on the stairs I'll use my uh, Toll of the Dead cantrip on. Okay. Uh, that's going to be your action. Yeah. So go ahead. What's what's his safe? Uh, wisdom 14. Oh, damn. I think you got him. Let's see. Uh, All we're getting out of this encounter is a bunch of masks. We're not going to know. He passes. Yeah. Yeah, he passes. Which I believe with Toll of the Dead, he does not take damage outside of that, unless he doesn't. Who's uh, in range? The sound of the duller spells. Uh, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d8. If the target is missing any of its hit point, instead takes 1d12. Yeah, so he doesn't take any damage. It's not like a half right. damage effect. So that was a cantrip. I could still do... Right, bonus action. action. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Well, before you that, can't I'll take use... an action. You, your bonus, your you, to use a cantrip, use your action. Okay. So, you, so bonus action would mean spirit guardians. Spe- All right, fine. I use spirit guardians on the one not on the. Well, you can use your anything to do. You can cast any bonus action spell that you have like, if you want to do something else. No, I use I use uh, spirit guardians on the one that's not on. The Aren't both in range for spirit guardians? 
Yes. Okay. Can I get both of them? Uh, yeah, they're in fifteen feet, and I think it's two, right? Am I not? Am I crazy? Sorry, I'm not. I've never played a cleric. Like uh, all the other classes, I've actually played, but I've never played a cleric, so I'm not super familiar with it. Uh, if you're good or neutral, the spells appear uh, as angelic. Okay, when you cast a spell, you designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected by it. Uh, an unaf- an affected creature's speed is. Oh no no no! Wait, what? If uh, you can designate any number of creatures you see. So pretty much if I summon them while there's creatures around, I can make them go slow. But... It, uh, yeah, and at 15 feet for the duration. They float around you in a distance of 15 feet for the duration. So the both are within there. So their speed is half. They haven't moved, I guess. It's not important. Uh, All right, so I'll, I'll use Spear Guardians on both of them, which is a Wisdom 14 saving throw. So this is where I did did it wrong, dude. It actually they take the damage on their turn because ah. if they st- it's like an area of effect. So like if they approach that you on their turn or start their turn in the effect area, then they make the save throw. That's where I fucked up. Oh man, they should have been yeah. attacked all this yeah. time. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, I, yeah, actually, I think if unless you specify otherwise, because you could have just. I think you specified that they weren't attacked at certain points. Uh, so importantly, five, ten, yeah. So both of them are gonna make. I'm just gonna go ahead and do the saves right now because effectively you couldn't okay. stop it. Uh, actually, you specified until now. So if you specified now that they're active on your turn, uh, then at the start of their next turn they'll take Spirit Guardians damage. All right, yeah. Now they're active. Okay. If if the, if he missed up my cantrip, I'm just gonna be like, all right, Spirit Guardians, you you take this over then. Okay, and next up in the order is uh, the Warforged, and they'll take the damage. Uh, so they're gonna make saves. It's what's the? It's a DC. It's Wisdom, right? Wisdom fourteen. Okay, so they have Wisdom zero. So straight rolls, fail, fail, roll damage on both. All right, and it is three D eight. One has seven. D8. One has one. One automatically dies. I'll ask you how the Spirit Guardian kills him in a second. All right, three D eight. Yeah, both die. 15. How do you want to do this? Four. All right. So the pine saw lady is going to go towards the one on the stairs again, going, all right, now it's time for some meadowy freshness. Attacks it. But then the other one, because the, the pine saw lady is being like used right now, uh, another spirit garden gets summoned. And just like the, the pine saw lady, it's kind of like genie-like and it has a spiritual tail on like the bottom end. But the top end, uh, it's a it's a really strong man, arms closed, baldness. And <laughs> he charges going, there's no clean like Mr. Clean! And fucking cleans his clock. Okay, and both are dead, and you guys are out of combat. Uh, as the smoke clears in the room, you hear a banging as if somebody's kicking against the cupboard and the stairs, Harry Potter style. Somebody is currently hidden in a cupboard under the stairs. Well, and you could hear them banging against the door. All right. my, my my first thing is uh, the one who was most damaged was Trevor, correct? Uh, yes, I believe so. All right, I go over to him first and foremost, and I'll I'll use a uh, cure wounds on him. Whee! Roll cure wounds. Uh, Cure Runes is 1d8 plus my spellcasting modifier, which my spellcasting modifier 
is I will remember these. What, what we'll get used I to it as we go. Uh, uh, for Gauss, his spellcasting modifier is three. All right, so one d eight plus three. For you, it would be your wisdom score. All right, seven three. So you get ten points of of HP, Trevor. I appreciate it, friend. Okay. I mean, health and safety is my number one priority. Unless they're attacking, <laughs> then they can probably die. As you guys fiddle about, <laughs> the door to the cupboard is smashed open as a as a befuddled, foul-smelling drow rolls out from under the stairs. He smells like tuna and old cannery and, and just basically fish juice. And you see he's in a white coat and uh, a torn up white coat and uh on his uh his uh chest is a pen that reads dr nilo yeah i was gonna I'd say it's like the like the doctor was a drow yeah like we were told that the doctor and was he a stands up and he says uh, oh my god and we're gonna take a break here actually so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god congratulations on your first round of combat as a group that was pretty great guys yeah <laughs> I feel like we had lots of questions. And- we're gonna we're gonna get faster as we go. It's the same thing. You remember the first round of combat we did with that with when you played with me and Katie, and uh, yeah, that was good. I'm gonna go ahead and creep the screen roll the the the, uh, the stream rolling. I'm gonna mute all our microphones so we're not on stream. We're gonna go to just the thing. We're gonna take a ten minute break so that I can pee primarily, and uh, we'll be back with drinks and everything else. Uh, so I think we're gonna. I only think it's gonna be an hour or more or something like that. Are you guys okay with that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we see you guys in about 10 minutes. One. Hello, and welcome back to the Pen and Paper Pod One Shot. Woo! Yeah. You guys managed it. You managed to think, uh, to, to butt into a, a gang war between a bunch of, uh, well, you don't know who they were, uh, Kinku and uh, some Nimble Rites or Warforged that were fighting each other. And you managed to come out victoriously, defeating both sides, even though, uh, yeah. So now you have discovered Dr. Nyla was hidden under the Three, stairs. Two. One. All right. Hello um, and welcome back to the pen and paper pod. One shot. At this point, I'm not good at talking to people, so I'm gonna let you guys talk to him while I scrounge the the dead bodies for anything useful. <laughs> for the two warforges, I look at that. Co- that we'll there. deal with that in a minute. Let's go ahead and talk to Doctor Nilo. Who's talking? I'll speak with the unfortunate professor. <laughs> Did you kill them? Do you mean to kill me? No, not at all. We've heard that you are on the front line against this this shrieking disease. We want to do all that we can to to uh, stop the spread and see if we can. Laughing fever. Coughing fever. Laughing fever. Everybody gets that wrong. Laughing. That's what we call it in the underdog. It's called the laughing fever. What can you tell us about it? <laughs> First. I was kidnapped by Kinku from the Xanathar's Guild. Are they? Have they been dispatched? Who are you? We were hired by. We were hired by. What's his name? Volo. Volo. A local businessman. A local businessman. Apparently, <laughs> 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 the, uh, the government has been slow to respond, so uh, entrepreneurs have taken up the call, and, and we're working on behalf of uh, yes, him to. Uh, 
to see if we can save the city. We've dispatched both the Kenku and the Warforged. Unfortunately, they both attacked us, though we were Warforged? They were Warforged here? Yes, two. One with a uh, crimson cape and rapier, the other with two uh, saw blade arms. At that point, I lift up their their capes because I'm pillaging their corpses right now. Okay. Oh, my God. I I know nothing of these Warforged... uh, I know some drow that had warf. Uh, more, more importantly, uh, did the Kenku kidnap? Yes, they did. They kidnapped me from the Sisters of Mercy. Uh, I thought I had uh, been captured, and I had I had to tear apart my mask and leave uh, lilacs as a trail. Uh, hopefully, somebody would follow it. Did you follow it? We did. We found those. We also noticed a. Uh, symbol- I thought it was lavender. It was lavender, correct? Okay, same flower. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we also we, we found your mask uh, next to a, a, a shipment that had been fire blasted by uh, a st- by by. A I was kidnapped board. from the Sisters of Mercy. I my mask my mask uh, is here. The thing I tore it up to tear the stuff out. My mask is here. Oh, we didn't find that one. We found one. We we found one with with lavender next to it. Branching story paths. You went with the thing over going to investigate him first, but whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I uh, helped the kid. Who is your strange metal friend with the non-sequiturs? <laughs> I am gauze as I keep <laughs> rummaging the corpses he's for anything not, useful. He's on a journey to find his soul. I, I, I swear if Volo has done this for me, I will forgive him all of his previous trespasses. Uh, uh, would it would it be possible for us to to leave here? Yeah, we can get you out of here for sure. Where is here? And what what are you talking about? You got here. <laughs> <laughs> so this is definitely K- Kiku's hideout. E- oh my god, I love you. Well, investigate. <laughs> what are you doing? So <laughs> I'm investigating. I'm I'm rummaging the. Dead All right. Well, then roll something. All right. Let's do. Let's, Tell me what. Okay. Wrong. Let's do this. Roll perception. All of us. Just him. Okay. All right. Perception. Uh, With disadvantage because I hate you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My perception is fourteen plus six. Which disadvantage me? I'm, j- I'm j- just with that. It's fine. You get a twenty on that. You can see clearly around the room that there are marks of the Xanathar's Guild. The yellow marks with the eye stalks, the eye with the multiple stalks, and the yellow that are marked on multiple walls around here. You find yeah, and do I find you find from the corpses? I'm you find to? on the Kinku a map of the sewers uh, with multiple points marked in yellow, a, a path leading back to a nexus of sewer tunnels. Yoink. Yeah. That definitely goes in, in my Yoink. inventory. Yes. You um, also find... Yeah, you can take a look at that in a moment. You also find uh, on them, you find a rapier. Uh, you find... Uh, what was your what was your score, Ed? 20. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. You find... You actually managed to find a secret room in the back here. So you're able to see that under the stairs behind where you found the canned fish where they were hiding, there's actually like a little room that pops back in there. And in this room, you will find a treasure trove of uh, stolen art. And I will describe it forthwith. 
Uh, Ooh. Are there grass skirts and coconut bras? Why would I? I can't even engage. Why? I can't engage because it's art. Not engaging. Uh, okay, there's two wooden crates. The first uh, has uh, has four wood framed paintings wrapped in leather. The 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 paintings depict the cities of Luskin, Neverwinter, Silver Moon, and Baldur's Gate. Uh, the second crate is filled with rusty silver bars stamped with the trade unions on top of them. Do I have the bag of holding or does someone else have the bag? Who has the bag of holding right now? I don't. You, we never we never specified, so just somebody pick it. Can I have it? Yes, you can. You're able to stash all that stuff in there. Dunzo. Okay. Yeah, you find that. Uh, you also find that they have each of the kinku has a crappy short sword and bow. Uh, the warforged have the warforged red guy has a nice little red cloak. It doesn't have any magical properties, but he also has a rapier and a knife that are pretty nicely made. Uh, you can't detach the arm blades of the other warforged, uh, but you could probably yeah, probably still spare parts from him if you wanted to. I take. The cloak. Uh, does the other one have any fancy cloak on it? As no. Well? Are they different? He's just. He's just, he, the, the, the second one seems a lot more. The, with the arm blade, seems a lot more basic. All right. I take the cloak from the one, and spare parts. I guess. Yeah. I'll savage anything that I find. I think is might be useful. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll deal with that outside of outside of uh, play. Uh, but for right now. That seems to be what you can see inside this warehouse. You also notice that uh, as you were opening the room, there seems to be like some sort of silver bell system that rings if you open the doors upstairs in the secret room. Like if you would have opened the front, when you open the front door, it rings a bell in the secret room. Okay. Um. Um, oh, also, you also find in that room a paper bird. The paper bird. It is a it is a magical piece of paper that you can write a note on, say the name to it, and it folds up into a bird and flies to the person. Um, oh. is this like brand new or has it been used? It's not been used. It's not been used. It's brand new. Okay, and the masks are here, correct? The what? The masks that we like originally were looking uh, for. When you go to open the crate, you find maybe like four or five masks, but it doesn't seem to be the whole stock. All right, I put those in the bag as well because that's originally what we came here to to find and locate. So I'm going around putting all the stuff in the bag. I'm a paper bird too because that could probably come in handy later. As sure. you can, yeah, as you sure. continue to talk to Nilo, Nilo is going to explain some things about the disease. Uh, so laughing fever has uh, several distinct stages and depending upon contact or who it does it, the biggest thing that Nilo wants to tell you is that he's concerned based on his experience epidemiology that it would be impossible for laughing fever to come to Waterdeep as it was located in the Underdark very, very far away and the rapidity with which the disease kills its victims it's very it does spread very quickly but it wouldn't just appear in a place the victim to travel from the underdark to waterdeep would have to have would die before they arrived in waterdeep so it would take somebody actively cultivating specimens and to bring the disease here mm. so this was a planned attack 
Well, I suspect the Xanathars, as I was the only one, I was trying to bring this up to the, the Waterdeep Council and they, uh, they kidnapped me. The Waterdeep Council kidnapped me? No, the Xanathars. Why would the Waterdeep Council kidnap me? They can't even stand me. They won't listen to me. Why won't they listen to you? Racism? Wait, and what are you trying to tell them? That this was a planned attack. What? What? Uh, pay attention, Ed. Okay, you're driving me nuts. <laughs> no, no, I am paying attention. This is just how God's processes and talks. <laughs> He's a drow. Great. Yeah, generally untrusted. Lots of slavers in the Underdark are drow. See Driz novels. Well, proper proper methodologies. There's cures. Uh, lesser restorations work on it. Uh, you can cure uh, laughing uh, laughing fever with lesser restoration or any spells uh, like that. It's it's immutable to spells, but it's just hard to keep that. You just there's not enough spells or spellcasters in the district to keep this situation under control. So as long as people stay apart and we treat the individual cases, it's actually very handleable. But people just have to be smart about it. Hold on, lesser restoration can cure laughing. Yes. Oh man, I could have cured that poor woman back there. I I'm sorry. No, I didn't use also restoration on this her. This is in I character. Just, you just told them that you just like left her there. You know, like, oh no, I didn't know how to cure her. I just Oh my god. I just gave her enough hit points to to get her affairs in order. I said I would help. I in other words, you prolonged her suffering. Prolonged her death. Great job. I have more to... I mean, I'll make a pit stop if you guys want me to. I should make a pit stop. I convinced myself I'll make a pit stop later. She also... He also wants to note that the stages of laughing fever, when you contract it within a day, you lose... You gain one level of exhaustion, which is a D&D terminology, which we'll get to if any of you guys get laughing fever. It sucks because you have a disadvantage on, like, all ability scores. Uh... You gain one of level of exhaustion on the second day. Anytime you do anything strenuous like combat, you on your turn will have to make a constitution saving roll or take physical psychic damage from coughing. And you don't know what the other stages are. Usually you begin to die at that point. You can't take like further levels of exhaustion and the the amount of damage you take on the cough goes up. Is it your opinion, doctor, that uh, the masks here such as the one you left behind will help will help prevent us from contracting They're not, the disease. Correct. They uh, they have magical air filters and the, the, it uses the herb as a component to a magical spell that is placed in the nose. And do you know anything about the missing shipment? Uh, I saw the when I was through the peephole of the thing, I saw that uh, these the it appeared that the for whatever reason the mechanical people like yourselves i apologize i don't mean to sound mechanically prejudiced but they brought in a crate and didn't expect the kinku to be here and it was they were surprised by each other's presence in this place and then commenced a combat so it was the warforged stole the kinku ambush so this should be the warforges lair the Warforge kidnapped you? No, I was kidnapped by the Kinku. I'm very confused because if the Kinku kidnapped you and they were here at this location, 
why would the Warforged bring the stuff here if it was not their location? I, Does not compute. I don't know why. You'll have to use your detective work, detective. He doesn't say that. I'm being sassy. Anyways, uh, he, he's kind of says, I need to get out of here right now. There's more to tell you. Uh, I have theories about how it was would be transmuted. There's also a possibility that others of my kind were involved. So we took him back to the inn? I mean... Our, our employer... Yeah, let's go back to our employer who knows this guy and has promised us money. Good point. Let's go back to the end. Okay. Can I make a pit stop to the... Like, As you guys the exit line? the place, everybody make a perception check. I have 10 plus 6, so I have 16. 10. Okay. Uh, 23. Only Trevor is able to see, as you guys exit the end, a red glowing dot appears on Dr. Nilo's head. You may make a dexterity throw uh, to try to push him out of the way. Oh my god. Fucking sniper. Oh no! Alright, I have no dexterity modifier, so this is gonna be a straight d20, guys. Oh, why is it? 17. Uh, you manage it. Uh, as you push him out of the way, all of a sudden, uh, a gunshot rings out, uh, a thunderous clash, and a bullet hits uh, Dr. Nilo in the shoulder as you manage to deflect him out of the way. Everybody, uh, roll initiative. I did not expect you to save him, so I need to find him a character. Oof. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Case in point, I didn't even have a character hit for him, so well done, Trevor. Wow. I did I I just did not expect you to 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 save him. Well done. Once again, the seven foot tall the seven foot tall character is like, yes, I am the most nimble of the bunch, don't worry. And very in character. I am just going around like blah blah blah, nothing's happening. <laughs> yep, I'm glad we established that. Uh so Trevor's at the top. Megan is right behind. Actually, Megan, what's your modifier? Trevor, what's your modifier? I have zero. Oh, it's plus three. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Megan's behind it. And then Peter, what's yours? Uh, it's a four, four. So, and then Ed's a crit fail. Okay. Uh, and then we're going to roll four. Six. That failed. Well done, guys. Uh, okay, here we go. Let me add him on here real fast. Okay. So, you're in the descending order now. Uh, you guys, you, you guys see where you are on roll twenty? Yes. Yeah. So I'm first up. Are we in combat? Yeah, you are in combat. Uh, you see around you that there are. Hold on. 
there appears to be multiple uh, uh, multiple people on roofs so I am on the street up above you. So Trevor, you're first. The shot came from the uh, was they were they were two were standing on the roof of the warehouse. Can I uh, chuck one of those uh, fireball uh, beads up there? Yeah, you can towards throw the it. I would how, like to do that. How how how, it, how much uh, how so obviously like the building will be on fire, but how much other stuff will be on fire once it's I mean it's about? just going to be that building. It'll I mean it'll okay. be a blaze. Yeah. Okay. So depending on oh, depending man. on we're gonna have to run depending on their unless you guys think that's unethical and I should I, I I'm gonna actually call it you said it I don't think people can rein in you at this point no, no I was I, just I, I would say that if you that was your first instinct I'm gonna make you fall through with it so I have a crit I was legit just I'm, like I'm buffering right now in my head my little circle is spinning yeah all right sixty feet up so five ten fifteen twenty yeah so you're just gonna circle it around these two guys right. Yeah, I don't know what the, the so it is in range, but yeah, I'm just gonna target the two on the roof. Okay, let's do this. They're on, but the I ones the, the two like directly across from it. It's where the shot came from. Okay, um, yeah, hold on, look, hold on, possible. Uh, shit, sorry guys. Yeah, got it. Okay, can you, see where- you can see where you are, correct? Yeah. Do we see all, all of the enemies, or just where the shot? You just see you see the two on the roof over here, and over here you see two guys with bows, and you see a bow guy and a mysterious figure uh, wielding a uh, wielding uh, some sort of long tubular device. Yeah, I'm throwing it towards the mysterious figure and the other. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So they need to make, uh, I believe, what's your spell save or no? I think it's a straight DC 15. It's higher than that for the bead, I believe. They need to make a DC 15 deck save, correct? You're the uh, one with information on the beat. Yeah, I don't know. How well, you can, I mean, you guys, you can pull it up in your inventory and add it to your inventory. Oh, you did? No, you I did. didn't do it. You should do it. <laughs> oh, well, I, how do I, I don't know what it is. Look, I'll, we just I'll let us, yeah, equipment. So you go to your equipment, you go to manage equipment, and you, like, search for uh, fireball, like, so, uh necklace of fireballs and there it is i've added it to your inventory so if i'm not mistaken uh one d6 plus three what you're not even saying anything (laughs) this is saving throws while wearing this necklace you can breathe uh oh no no that's necklace of adaptation that was the wrong one sorry Sorry, you're right. I added the wrong one. You can give me all the sass. Necklace of fireballs. This necklace has one D six plus three D ten. It has four. I established that. Uh, so use third level fireball. Use DC fifteen saves. They need to make DC fifteen saves. I'll do it right now for them. Uh, first one saves. Second one fails. Okay, so. Uh, the drow is going to save and the second one is going to fail. Go ahead and roll damage. That's 8d6 damage, Trevor. 8d6? Yep. Damn! That's a shitload of damage. Yeah. <clears throat> That's 31 points of damage. 
the thug is extremely bloodied on the roof. Uh, oh, not even dead, bloody. Just bloody. Uh, not on fire? Uh, yeah, the roof has exploded. So they're standing. They like collapse through to the second floor as like the top of the roof explodes. And uh, does the one that dodged it take some falling damage? He doesn't least? take falling damage, but he does take fire damage. Half of that amount, about 15 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he is going to use a legendary resistance to take no damage. Shit. What? Legendary. Okay. So, um, boss creatures, a lot of times, have you... I don't know that we've had this come up a lot of times. Boss creatures, a lot of times, have things called legendary resistance, where they can, if they fail a saving throw, or some, they have certain special abilities. So this one has a special ability to not get hurt. Also, the serious figure is unaffected, but the other dude is extremely... The other guy is extremely fucked up, yeah. Also, are I'm, these guys within 15 feet of my... Um, Guardians, because they're still active. Uh, no, because they're remember they're up. See, it's at an angle. That's what I was right. asking. So, like, they're on top of the building. So, at an angle, they're not fifteen feet. So, yeah, if even though they fell down to the second floor, uh, I don't think there are. I think if they have cover. Okay, it's. I think it's undirected cover, right, for guardians. Yeah, look that up, and we'll get back to that. Uh, what am I looking? Uh, but it's not their turn either way. They wouldn't have taken damage yet. Because uh, next up in the order is Megan. Um, so the two on the roof are now not on the roof. Around the second level. You can still see them, but they have partial cover, which does not matter for you. No. Nope. Okay, so I want to, as a bonus action, um, come up at the beginning of the end, but mark the, uh, the blue. Yeah. It's a perfect use of that. Perfect. Good call. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna shoot him with my arrow. Yeah. Should I shoot that guy? Honestly, like I don't know what the difference is because I kind of want to kill this dude next to him. You get two shots. Remember. I do. Okay, I'll just shoot one each. Okay, shooting the guy next to you. Uh, you're gonna shoot uh, Archer Numero Uno on top of the roof. Roll attack. That hits. Nice. Damn. That's a net twenty. So whenever you get a crit like that, you double your attack. Okay. So it would be two d eight. It would be for your attack. It'd be like two d eight plus something. You don't double your to hit damage. You double double the dice. Though he's just dead because he had one point of health, so I don't know why I'm even making you roll damage. Yeah. <laughs> How do you want to do this? <laughs> How do you want to do this? Um, so since he's already kind of like falling through the roof, the arrow kind of goes like that, and then like... If you, I want to say... Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, have you guys... You guys have all played, or a lot of you... I know Trevor's played extensively Dishonored. It's like the guy, the really good Dishonored plays where they shoot it straight up there. It comes straight back down. And the guy's just like, yeah. bam, ah, through the crown of his head in a soft part when you're a baby. Yeah. Boom, you're dead. Anyways, uh, the guy next to him is now dead and you're going to shoot the second one. Go ahead and shoot the second guy. That hit. That misses. Unlucky. You needed to switch those two. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So, the end of my turn. Uh, 
I think you used your bonus action to mark him as Hunter's Mark. Yep, that's the end of your turn. Uh, next up in the order is the sniper, who is going to move out. He's going to reload his rifle, uh, which he does without having to take an action to do it. Which is, for any of you that have any sort of knowledge, should be sl- heavily alarming. <laughs> and he is going to attempt to shoot uh, Nilo. Which he's pretty much going to make because Nilo has like no health. Alright, he hits Nilo. And if I'm not mistaken, what's his damage? It's going to be... A D10. It's going to be a D10. So five plus two D, yeah, plus two D10. So just three D10. Sorry, my bad. One, two. So he's going to do 16 points of damage to Nilo as he shoots him again with his rifle. Is he dead? Yeah, I was like, is Nilo dead? No, but he is poisoned. Oh. Mm. And then he is going to, as another legendary action, he is going to cast darkness on you guys. Just so he can, I think he can get right in between you and hit all four of you, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Magical darkness spreads from point you choose within range. I fill a 15 foot sphere for the duration. Uh, The darkness spreads around a corner. A creature with dark vision can't see through the darkness and non-magical light can't illuminate it. If the point you choose is an object you're holding on it, it isn't, uh, okay, so hold on. Uh, That's some Zimnus shit. Yeah, so you guys are in this kind of square. I'll just kind of draw it up right here. You are engulfed in an area of darkness. You can't see anything. So 15 feet is like, so let's say he picks this point. 5, 10. Actually, let's do that. Control Z. So 5, 10. 10. So, no, no. So. If I'm not mistaken. There you go. So he's probably going to move that. So, oh shit. Control Z, Control Z. No, Control Z. Alrighty. Yeah, so he's going to engulf all of you guys in darkness. Okay, that's his turn. Next up in the order is Peter. Great. Um, If any of you guys had counterspell, you could have counterspelled it. No. I'm just a fighter. So, no. Uh, what can I do? I could move. Can, can he, can, so I'm guessing, so I'm guessing because he cast the darkness, he, he can like see through it just fine. Uh, uh, I don't think that's how that works. No. So here's something that is interesting. If you try to, so once you guys are blinded, so like, let's say you can still attack him, but you have a disadvantage to attack him. Disadvantage. Right. Which is the sort of thing too. If he attacks you and you're blinded, you have disadvantage to it because he can see because he's not technically blinded. So it's about, it's about who's in the sphere of darkness and who is blinded. It's, it's, I know this is sort of bullshitty D and D things, but it's just how it's played a little bit. That makes sense. He was the caster. Um, well, I would like to move and then set up myself to dodge. Because I can't really do anything from okay. down here as a fighter. Move your swords. character. 
You can't attempt to run to the side of the building and climb up and get to them. Oh, that is true. Yeah, we, 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 that, 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 we would have to climb up to them. I can't talk. Uh, let's see. Uh, 10, 10, 15, 20. And I go over here. Yeah, 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah. And then just set up myself to dodge. Gotcha. Okay. That's your turn. Yes. I, yeah. The pad. Okay. So I have, I think I've figured this out too. It's darkness doesn't really do anything because you guys have disadvantage to shoot him, but because you're shrouded in darkness as well, he has disadvantage to shoot you. So effectively nothing happens. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, I've been, I got another comment. Thank you. People know their shit. Oh, dude, you would not believe some other campaigns. But anyways, let's, uh, yeah, so that's uh, Peter's turn. Next up is Edwin. All right. Um, so I would say, if I'm trying to grab uh, the doc. You can. I'm blinded right You can now. grab him. I can grab yeah. him? I mean, you are right You're next to him. him. Yeah. Okay. Blind, blindness does not work like you think it does in this game. Do you know what I mean? You can still move around the space just, and still, yes. Yeah. I just, I just want to yeah. ask. So, can I grab him and kind of drag him back inside the building? You can try to, yeah. The, the burning building. The burning building? No, the one we just came out of. That is not burning. No. No, you came out the building. You just came out of is burning. Yeah, they're they're on the roof of the warehouse. Yeah. So you're dragging him back into the burning building. Is it? I thought the one that because the building that's burning is the You're one right. that Trevor through the... Right, which is the one you came out of. Oh. Okay. Look, they were standing on top of the warehouse. You came out of the warehouse, and Trevor threw the thing at the two guys on top of the warehouse. So he set the warehouse on fire. Uh, I just now processed that yeah. as well. Okay. Got it. Okay. And what's the building on the opposite side of us? I- it just looks like a tenement housing. It's got a shut door. You'd have to break down the front door. Hmm. You could try to take him around the corner. No, because that's how like puts us in in the site. All right. I was a little confused by the topography. Um. Do 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 do. See if you can at least move him out of the way and take him to the edge of the darkness. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take him to like the edge of the darkness so he's not in the same spot. Okay, go ahead and move the character, and I'll decide how he's pulled along. Your character, I mean. Huh. Uh, and the darkness is that square. Uh, the edge can't, of darkness. Uh, I can't grab my, my character. Oh, hold on. Let me check something. We moved to a new map, so I got to give you control. All right, you're set. All right, if I'm moving to the absolute corner of darkness, close to the corner of this building... Right. So where I want to what? Who? Who's the this person down on this right corner over here? Where? Click if you uh, if you click on it with the pointer, it'll make a little O. Like that. That person? Uh, no. Um, in the building, like across from them, there's like two icons right there. Oh, this guy right here? No. 
bottom. I'm confused, Ed. You're going to have to click on it. Uh, I believe I was clicking. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. So this this guy's right here, right? Yes. So that's Peter and the thug. So there's the one guy on the roof right here, and Peter is at the mm-hmm. base of the roof using the dodge action. All right, so actually if I move over here, would that put me within 15 feet of that guy with my spirit guard? Uh, no, because remember, they're at least 20 feet off the ground. So at the angle of the moment, it would not be within range of spirit guardians. You're probably going to have to climb. I mean, you, if you if you run to the base of where he is, he will be in range of it. How about I'll say it's 15 feet up. How about that? All right. So if I can. So like right here is what you're saying. Uh, one more forward. Yeah. yeah I'll let you have it. I'll, let I, you have it. I'll say it's 10 feet up. Fine. All right. Can I can I drag the doctor to the corner of the. the well, hold on. Where were you? Let's let's look at your like. I was like, you were here. here. Yeah. So doctor was here. So let's say you move through here. So five, 10, 15. Yeah, you're well within your right to come here. So you want to come to that All corner right. right there? And I, I want to drag the doctor to this to this corner right yep. here. Keep him within the shroud of, of shallowness, but me still go out. Uh-huh. And, yeah, sure. You, you and keep get, him in the darkness. And as soon as you do that, you can uh, on his turn that uh, thug will trigger his on his turn. He'll trigger uh, spirit guardians. Okay. And before I end my turn, I can because the Toll of the Dead, its range is 60 feet. Correct. Can I get the one on the opposite roof, the other one? That's not the one that would be triggered by Spirit This guy Guardians. right here? Yes. Okay, uh, let's look at it. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, I mean, even finding the hypotenuse, uh, AX, H, A squared, B squared, C squared. Yeah, you're good. All right. I'm making so, this way more complicated than it is, but whatever. I'll just say you shoot him. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll use um, Toll of the Dead on Okay. Him. He's not taking any damage, so it will be D8. But he needs to pass his your a D, a D13, correct? Wisdom? Uh, wisdom 14. Wisdom 14. Okay. So he's going to try for it, and he's going to fail. He's going to take your uh, D, 2D8 damage, I believe. Um, does he have any damage on No, he him? does not. I already told you. Then it's 2D. Yep. Yes. Okay. Roll it. Uh, Alright, 10 points of damage. Well done. It's on. 10 points of necrotic damage, if that makes any difference. His dick falls off. He's very upset. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he takes some damage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so next up in the order, that was Ed's turn. Now it's the archer's turn. Uh, sensing your presence, the archers are both going to, uh, the first archer at the top is going to, uh, this one over here is going to fire at Ed. Uh, he's going to shoot him twice. What's this to hit? Let me just check it out. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I should have worked on Okay, so Longbow is plus six to hit, so he shoots twice. And this is not the one that would be attacked by Spirit Correct. Guardians. Six. So nine, and the first one is 13 to hit. What's your AC, Ed? My AC is 19. Okay, so neither of them will hit uh, on the first guy's attack, and that's his turn. The second one's going to get here, and he needs to pass. What's his save for Spirit Guardians? Uh, for Spirit Guardians, let me bring that up real quick is wisdom 14 okay so they pass even though he rolled a 13 yeah because he's got plus one wisdom god, god damn it 
<laughs> God damn it! You were so upset. It's funny. I love it. All right, he passes, but doesn't he take half damage or does he not take any damage? No, um, I believe they pass uh, on a fail save throw. Uh, takes three d eight damage. Uh, on a failed save, the creature takes. He doesn't take any damage. Okay, cool. All right, if it, it would say half damage on a failed on on a successful save, uh, so it's not like a it's not like a fire flame hands. All right, uh, then he's going to aim down at you as well. No, on a successful save, the creature takes half as much. Okay, damage. so roll me three d eight. I gotta keep reading. Three is nine. So half of that would be five or Make four. Make a plan during other people's turns. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it'd be it would round up five. The power of Pine Soul is not that strong, right? Yeah, now. he's not feeling it. Uh, that one cap full was not enough. okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mutter underneath my breath. All right. The other guy is going to turn around and fire twice down at Peter. Uh, Oh, glad I set up that dodge. Oh, so there's a nat 20. What is the the dodge? Is he just, does he impose disadvantage? I'm not sure. Let me remember dodge action. Uh, I think it just adds to your AC, if I'm not mistaken. Actions. Here we go. Dodge. Uh, yeah. When you take the dodge action, you focus entirely until the start of your next turn, and any attack roll made against you has disadvantage if you see the attacker and you make dexterity saving throw with advantage. Okay, so that's sweet. So it's ten. Then in that case, this one is ten plus um, ten plus six. It's sixteen to hit. Does that hit? Yeah, my AC. Okay, so that hits still. Uh, let's roll the second yeah. one. Which is going to be two. So the first one's 18. Second one is seven. So that's 13 to hit. So the second one will miss. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the only he's only going to hit with one, which is going to be just a D8 plus four, which will be 10 points of damage to you, Peter. Okay. I will take Okay. And that's the two remaining archers' turns. Next up in the order is, I believe, it's at the top of the order. It's Trevor. Okay. I'm going to go after the. Uh guy that's uh, over here, so I'm going to move Ooh. 5, 10, 15, 20, right under that rooftop yeah. there. This guy has not and, attacked, by the way. Right, but I'm assuming he's part of the people ambushing us. Okay, based on uh, what? Based on this is war. I'll say this, uh, <laughs> I'll say this. I didn't intend you guys to see that, that was supposed to be hidden. Uh, he's actually floating about 70 feet up in the air watching the event. What the fuck? And he, he is, 70 feet up watching he's it? just a small eyeball with several tentacle stalks coming off of it. And he's just floating 70 feet up in the air watching the events. Okay, okay, you want to. 70 feet up. You, if you had a 120 no. feet attack, you could hit him. Yeah, I can attack him. I can't just blind him then or like, you know, do anything peaceful, I guess. So I guess I need to go through with attacking him then. Uh, Can you attack something 120 feet up? Yeah, I have a, yeah. I, it's 70 feet up. I have a 20, 120 foot range. Right, he's he's got it. Wow. So, uh, sorry, uh, warrior. I'm random eyeball <laughs> person. I guess I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, I already moved over here, so I'm gonna cast uh, magic missile, aim all three darts at him. So I'm gonna roll 
first ever will attack yeah. for uh, 20. Yeah, well, no, no, you don't. What's uh, Magic Missile automatically hits. Oh, direct. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to roll uh, three. D4. Out of a possible 12 damage, what do we got? Well, plus, plus three, probably. Oh, yeah, plus three. So eight plus three, 11. Yeah, uh, he is extremely bloody. He's got two points of health left. So an eyeball bleeding all over the place. Uh, up he's, he, he's beginning to drift lower and lower. Uh, anything else on your turn? That's your action. You still got a bonus action or and I think you got some movement. Um, I don't think I want to move because I'm out of the darkness at least. Uh, Remember, if somebody oh attacks God. into darkness where you're obscured and you have you're blinded, it's just a straight attack. Yeah, but I'm out of the darkness, right? right? So, which would also be just a straight attack. I always forget that blindness is dumb in a sort of way. <laughs> Which is why I always cast it, and then I'm like, "Why did I cast this spell? I hate this spell." This is unfortunate for everybody. This is just dumb. No one wins. <laughs> Nothing has been changed. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, next up in the order is Megan. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to shoot two arrows at the blue guy that I've marked. Right. Fire. Kill, kill, kill. Bloodshed, bloodshed, bloodshed. Jesus. Make him fall into the fire. Oh, wow. Yeah! Four, hold on. Let me double check something. Or hold on. <laughs> no, he has half cover is the question. No, Megan and Norris half cover. Well done. Yeah, that's a hit. She sees the angles. She sees the par- parabolas. Or what, what are the- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and that's the end of the wine, sir. I've officially drank a whole bottle of wine during this event. Lord have yep. mercy. I'm shooting eight plus three because I'm shooting two arrows. Um, and then the hunter. The well, no, no, you're not shooting two arrows for the one attack. That's your hunter's uh-huh. mark, right? Yeah. So yeah. If I'm shooting two arrows, do I just do two arrows plus one of the hunter's mark, which is one Right, but to shoot the second arrow, you have to roll another d20. Oh. oh Great, it's two attacks, which is its own d20 plus its d8. For the first one, you can just go, I usually, I assume, based on what the, my assumptions when we run this campaign is like, I assume the first attack, if you have second bonus damage that's going to hit it, the first attack that hits gets a secondary bonus damage. So 2d8, you get the hunter's mark damage for that too, right? So the first one should be 1d8 plus 3, so let's just do like 2 plus 3. Well, no, no, no. Okay, hold on. It's 2d8 because you've got the the arrow damage plus the hunter's mark damage, right? Hunter's mark is 1d6. Oh, so, okay, so then... It's fine. I'll actually just allow it. It's You you rolled a 3, so it's not a big deal. You rolled low on it anyways. I'll just take 8 damage for hunter's mark. Is that okay? All right, sure. sweet. And then the other one. That hits. Okay. 
Okay, you do, uh, yeah, you're going to do 16 points of damage to the mofo. So you fire off. Pow, pow. You, you literally shoot through the bars of the balcony to hit him twice in the chest. And then I'm going to move back into the... Okay. Smart. Which means he can't see you, but you can't see him. Right. He has disadvantage when he tries to attack me. Uh, no, he won't. Because you're blinded, so you also have disadvantage, so the disadvantages cancel out. Oh. It's one of those, it's, it's, like I said, this is why darkness is super dumb. <laughs> blind leading the blind, it's, yeah. It's, 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 you're shooting in the darkness, but you're, can't see what you're doing, so you can't mount a defense. So you're both at disadvantage, so effectively it cancels out. I know, I know. I, I literally, I was trying to do it the, the, the what I feel is the right way, and I got corrected like on stream. So I'm just, it's even an apology. The person sent me an apology saying like, Jack, I know it's dumb, but this is how it's like done. <laughs> so he's from my like adventure league group, and he's he's telling me off. So I no, I appreciate him. I appreciate. I love you. I'm just, it is dumb. We all admit it's dumb. I love you. <laughs> Okay, so it doesn't matter if you do or not. You can choose not to move back into the darkness if you care. Do any of the other archers have this advantage? So what'll happen is if you attempt to shoot them, you will have disadvantage to shoot them. Because they're not blinded, right? So it's actually, it's still effectively, your attacks will have disadvantage, their attacks will just be regular. No, but if she's in the darkness while they're attacking... They have disadvantage to a right. hitter. So it's all just but, straight. Yeah. So, oh, man. But no, because if she jumps out of the darkness, she doesn't have the disadvantage. But then after her fight, if she goes back in the darkness, they will have the disadvantage going against no, her. No, because her defense is crippled because she has disadvantage on her defense because she's darkness. She can't see the attack. Darkness is stupid. It is really stupid. Okay. All right. He just spells it. He's like, <laughs> you hear the drow scream from the top balcony. It's a dumb spell anyway. <laughs> No, okay. On. I the guy hit it. It's, it's very thematic. I want to play it differently. We might talk about house rules about darkness later, but we'll 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 we'll, we'll like we'll get there. Uh, yeah. So it's now that was Megan's turn. It's now the sniper's turn. He's going to fire off two shots with neither disadvantage. Which sniper? The the blue guy in the house. Okay. He's gonna poke his sniper rifle out, and he's gonna rotate. You can see uh, from the distance now, Megan, from where you are, that his sniper rifle has eight barrels. Uh, and it has it's almost like a long barrel like pepper box on a huge thing and it rotates two times around and it's going to fire off two shots into the mist hitting uh well we're going to see if it's going to hit but he has shitty ac so it probably will hit uh so the first one's going to hit he's going to fire both at the doctor uh 13 doctor's ac is 10 both hit so that's going to be 2d10 so he's going to do 5d10 damage to the doctor (laughs) (laughs) bye yeah 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 doctor is toast he's he is now down very dead you see both shots hit him and he falls prone onto the ground so he's not dead he's just no he's dead he's very dead damn it Nice try. I mean, Ed, I just want to put this into play. Like, you can bring people, dead people, back to life. Oh, no, I know I have uh, lesser. No, you have Revivify. I mean, Revivify. Revivify. I know I have Revivify. 
But like, only that's that's my second third level spell. Of the I know. Game. I'm just. <laughs> I was hoping. Clerics are pushing. Yeah, yeah. It's if you want to save him. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's his turn, and then he's going to climb back up onto the roof, and he's going to leave the scene, and he's going to move thirty feet. Five. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Oh, like, so the sniper is running away. So he's like, he's just done. He's like, okay, my, my job's done. I'm yeah. out. We fired off two shots into the dude and he's dead and he's running away. You can pursue if you want to. Well, let him run. We, we scared off the legendary dude? No, he, he, he did his job, so now he's leaving. Like a good sniper should. I mean, I was trying to give us more credit than that, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, it's now uh, it's now Peter's turn. It's my turn. Um. Oh shit! The doctor's dead, and we have like two archers and an eyeball just kind of watching us. I need Trevor to take out the eyeball, so there's no. Yeah, I'm on the eyeball. I got it. And we have to kill these two on the rooftops, and then I could revive the doctor, and then people will think he's dead. But we got this. We got this, guys. Is you reviving the doctor a guarantee, though? Or do you- uh, for revivify, yes. Uh, if they died within a minute, I could bring them back to one. And just for time reference here, a round of combat is, or each round, each person's combat is about six seconds. So a round of combat is expected to be about, you know, maybe like. So a ten, so one round of combat should be like six seconds. This is the idea. So it okay. would take ten rounds of combat to for him to die permanently. Okay. So okay. it's it's and that's 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 a lot. We think about it this way. We've gone around like twice in this round of combat. It's been twelve seconds since shots were fired. Thank you for the clarification. So I don't arrive him too right. early. I need everything to be clear. <laughs> Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you for yeah, me as well. Said, trust okay, me, um, the time, because especially when you're fifth level and Revivify is one minute, it, timing is very, very critical. <laughs> Ask me how time, like, somebody carried a character of mine once by, like, just playing pussyfooting around. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, okay, well, I would like to... Uh, can I climb? Can I climb up to the roof of this yeah, place? Yeah, gonna make an athletics check. Building. Yeah, athletics check. And it's gonna take your action, but you'll have your bonus action attack. Right. Uh, where's my athletics? Oh, it's plus five. Hell yeah! I am still Mer- or whatever my character's name was. I forget. <sighs> uh, it's uh oh my god! It's uh, Somnus. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. I mean, my last character. Oh, Merrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you, Merrick, you, yeah. you go up that shit. It's a 21. You go up that shit like a fucking monkey. And like the archer's like, fuck me. <laughs> Didn't expect this. Um, Is that consent I hear? <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. You guys. Okay. Um, uh, extra, extra movement. Um. You you use ten footed climbing to of motion just as a heads. Actually, I gave you, I made you use your action, so actually you have your full movement. No, yeah, yeah. I made so yeah, if I make you use your action, you keep your movement. Um. Okay. Well, you can stab him with your bonus action. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely stab him. Okay. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and stab okay. him. Okay, give me the attack. Uh, Trevor, his AC is 16. I'm going to pee and you conduct this. <laughs> that's it. Uh, plus, 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 plus five to that. So that's plus, plus five. 17. It was, what was his? Uh... I think he said his AC was a 15. Yeah, it I believe so. Yeah, it, yeah, it hits. Uh, so now it's D8 Damage. plus D8 plus two, rolling dice seven nine. So that's nine. All right, now we wait for Jack. To wait for Jack to tell us. Like, was like, how dead is he? We don't know. We need him to be very dead. Very mm-hmm. dead indeed. Very dead, so I so so I can so I can let so I can let him know how how, how I did it. Okay. I'll be very proud of us if we. Sorry about that. Manage to like beat this this uh, fight that we were not expected to to be a part of. So you did seven points of damage, correct? So, so yeah, seven seven plus two, so nine points of damage. Perfect. Okay, he's still up. Damn it. He's looking a little bloody, though. Okay, but you're in his personal space, so he's going to have a hard time shooting you now. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so next up in the order is... Uh, that was Peter, so next up in the order is Ed. All right. Come on, Gauze. So, he's currently in range of my spirit guardian still. Um, can I move? Is there any spot between them that I can get both of them in my spirit guardian rage. Yeah, you'd have to move away from the doctor. You can go right between them and probably get both of them right in this alley right here. Well, the doctor's corpse, anyway. Well, he's he's dead, but we still have some time before a full minute is up. Uh, we have ten rounds of Unless combat. somebody shoots him while he's down. But he's already dead to their knowledge. Right, but if you... Sh- well, actually, that's true. He's just dead, so it doesn't matter. No, you're totally right, Ed. Well done. Okay, so I'm gonna go in between them. It, that's that's incapacitated um, rules. Something else, yeah. So here would be a good place to be in between them. Correct? Yep, you'll trigger spirit guardians on their turn next time. Okay, so I'm gonna use my cantrip again of toll the dead on the one that's not by Peter because hopefully spirit guardians can get that one on their turn, and I need to get the one that has more health. Cool, do it. All right. So I cast Toll of the Dead, which is a 14 wisdom saving throw. Gotcha. So one of these, what do these guys have for wisdom? Sorry, I keep getting confused. Why was I looking at bikes? Jesus. Uh, hold on one sec. Gentlemen, uh, they're in wisdom. Wisdom saving throw, right? Yes. So they're 14. plus one. So he saves. So he takes no damage, right? From the cantrip. <laughs> um, it, I can still use my action? Uh, you used your action to cast the cantrip. Okay, so I can't do anything. Yeah, unless you want to cast spiritual weapon as a bonus action or something. Um, did you do one bonus action? Uh, oh, actually you can't because you're holding concentration on spirit guardians you'd have to release spirit guardians to cast spiritual weapon you can only have one concentration spell going at a time not gonna do yeah that. okay sorry 
almost tricked you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, can I can I brace myself for any possible incoming no, attack? No, because you need an action to do that. That's called dodge. Okay. Uh, dodge. <laughs> that's not how that works. Uh, okay, yeah. I think that's Ed's turn now on to the archers uh, who are both need to make what, what's their spirit guardian save? 14 wisdom. Okay, so they're both plus one wisdom. Uh, first one saves. Second one fails. So I'll say the which one's the second more one? damage. Go ahead and roll damage. All right, damage for that is three d eight. Two sixteen, and the other one uh, takes half of that. So even though it was- takes eight. Okay, so both are now extremely bloodied. That's the power of Pine Saw and Mr. Okay, Clean, okay, baby. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the guy, the guy on the far roof is like, okay, okay, just, just chill, chill, bro. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now it's their turn. Uh, I am Warforged. I know no chill. They're going to. Uh, this dude is going to disengage. Actually, no. He's going to, no, if he takes an op attack, he'll probably die. So he's going to use the disengage action so he doesn't take an op attack. And he's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So he's just going to run away from Peter. And this dude is going to shoot twice at Peter as he moves away. So he's going to move. Actually, he's going to move back 5, 10, 15, 20. Before he moves out of range, he's going to shoot Peter twice. Uh, Oh, my God. uh, That's 6. That's 17. 17. Both hit, right? Damn it, yeah, okay, go. so I think that's two d eight plus. Uh, that's two d eight plus f- uh, four. Oh, it's eight, so it'd be uh, it'd be four more, so it'd be seventeen points of damage to Peter. Oh my god! Good, I guess. All right. If they both hit, man. I mean, they do damage. All right. I guess I need. I might need to leave this eyeball around alone and help out. No, you can't. You, you take the eyeball. They're already are running away. If yeah. need be, let them run away. What if well, they have range? They're attacking from range, though. Anyway, but right? they're attacking while running <laughs> away. Get rid of the eyeball. Whoever is the eyeball doesn't have a crossbow. The eyeball is a security camera. We don't All want right. them to know. I'm going to revive right. this doctor. All right, fuck. that is true. Absolutely, I That's already I've started it. I might as well finish it. That's what I was planning on doing. Is it still their turn? No. Uh, yeah. Turn? I, well, no. It was that was the archer's. T- Sorry, you're right. You're totally right. That's my bad, guys. Uh, yeah. It is now Trevor's turn. Okay. I'm gonna cast magic missile at the eyeball again. Okay. Uh, yeah. No matter what you roll, even if you roll one on all of them, he's dead. So how do you do it? I well, I rolled one on all of them apparently plus three. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my I'm god. gonna like really gear up to finish him off with a big old swing of my uh, whatever it is, stick that I'm carrying that I channel my magic through, and this little like, little green pulse is gonna like, <laughs> barely come out and like, wing its way up towards him and just, and it's gonna drop Yeah, so he pops, and then he falls down under the roof gutter, and he's gonna slide down the gutter, and he's literally gonna bounce around on the roof like a soccer ball. Oh. Okay, that's your action. Uh, do you want to move? Oh, as the drow ran away, he moved out of range and darkness was ended. Uh, hmm. You 
know, just in case Ed doesn't get there in time. Well, no, I don't have a revive, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, I'll, I'll stay where I am. Okay, uh, next up is Megan. Okay, I want to shoot one arrow at each of the baddies on the roof. Okay. Uh, I assume you're, yeah, you're in range. You're a sharpshooter, so you can hit everybody. Yeah. Kill, kill, kill. There's one. Uh, that is. Hold on. Uh, so that's that's 15 to hit. That's with your thing to hit the first guy. Uh, that will not hit. Damn. His their AC is 16. Uh. That hits. Uh, again, statistically speaking, you can't but kill this guy. So how do you want to do it? The least health. I, I, I assume the second attack was on the least health guy. Right. Um, the one that attacked me. Just goes straight through the chest. He's out. He's down. All right. And next up in the order as Megan, or Megan, you still have a bonus if you want to do anything or move. Uh, how tall is this building? Is the uh, bar? Oh, is it? It's on fire. Oh yeah. Let me go ahead and illustrate that for you guys. Um, Freehand, let me make a little nice red color and go. That moment honestly just reminds me of the line where Sean Yu was like, How many Sean Yu was like, how, like, how many men does it take to deliver a message? One. It's on fire. And you hear bells ringing in the distance. Yeah, we're probably going to want to chat. I want to just move here. Sweet. Okay. And about the guy that's running away. Cool. Uh, next up in the order is the sniper who is going to continue to run away uh, significantly. Oh, that's right. So he's going to just move. He's going to move. He's going to dash for this turn. He's going to move away. And you guys are going to lose. I think he's going to go 60 feet, which I believe is outside past the roof. So you're going to lose sight of him. Uh, that's fine. It's it's it figures that we that we weren't going to be able to catch everyone or like kill everyone. Well, he has a he has a fucking basically a big ass gun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up in the order is Peter. Um, Peter, can you kill the one that's left? Can I? No. No if range I'm, attacks. No, I'm a fighter. <laughs> if, if I was going to do any kind of range, if I was going to do any kind of range attack, the, the only the only chance that I would have to do that would, would be would be to would, would be to one move and then and then pull out a hand axe and throw it at him. But I don't know if I can do all of that. In, like I don't know if I can do all of that in, in in like this this whole motion. Can I? I don't think I can. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. So that's your thing. And five, ten. 15, then, 20, 25, 30. So you could throw it at him, the hand axe. You'd have to drop your sword yeah. and you would have disadvantage for the toss. Right, yeah. I mean, I could try and see what happens. You would be happens. just... I want them dead and gone before I revive this guy. No one must know! Except except for the drow that killed him. That He'll say that he's dead. He did his job. 
That is true. Misinformation is key. Uh, let's try the hand axe because I can always go back and pick up pick up my sword. Um, where's the hand axe? There it is. There it is. Okay. So that's going to be plus five. So, okay. So, 14. Nope, that doesn't help. It needs to be 16. Okay. Oh, yeah. Didn't hit him. Yeah, you wrote 14. Okay. Sweet. Uh, now it's Peter's turn. Next is Ed's. Hmm. Okay. Soul of the Dead has a 60-foot yeah. range. Am I within 60-foot of a... Uh, you can move a little and you'll be in 60-foot range. You just probably have to move out to see him. Which is how far? Because I still want to get enough movement afterwards to go to the dock. Uh, you can move here and hit him, I think. How much is that? 15, 15 that feet. Yeah, 15? I'll just let you hit him. 60 feet, that's fine. I think he might have cover, but I don't care. All right. So, Troll uh, troll of the Dead. That's Wisdom 14 saving yeah. throw. That hits? Uh, wisdom 14. Oh, Wisdom 14 saving throw. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. He needs to make that. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, that hits. Okay. It'd be so, 2d12. 2d12. Correct. Uh, 16 damage. He is officially dead. How do you want to do this? All right. Um, well, for Toll of the Dead, it's uh, pretty much I point at him, I see him, a loud bell, like ominous bell, just, you know, sounds, and then he just fucking chokes, bubbles come out of his throat, and he falls down dead. All right. Uh, you are... And I have how much more movement? You are, you are out of combat, back. so now you can run back. You probably have about 40 seconds till the doctor's fully dead, so you have enough time to run All right, back. I, I run back to the doctor, and I cast, uh, what is it, uh, Revivify? Revivify. Revivify. So that brings him back to one hit point. That's your final spell slot. That's your final third level spell spot. And he yes. now, yeah, it brings him back. He is, now has one health point. Okay. Um, I stuff him into the bag of holding. Uh, <laughs> do you? <laughs> no. Can I? Are yeah, you, you sure? can do it. Yeah. All right. Cause I want to put him in the bag and we need to get the fuck out of here. Run. I can like grab my axe and then jump and like get down off the roof. What about the eyeball thing? The eyeball thing's dead in the gutter. It's, we don't want to look at it. I mean, if, if you, if we you could. can like run up, scoop it, Wait, like, hold. Wait, there is a fire. There has been a scuffle. We need to get out of Dodge. I would say let's meet up back at the shitty tavern. Sounds like a plan. I think it's a good idea for you to go and get the eyeball if you can. But like, we need to let's meet up at the shitty tavern. Go get the eyeball. I put him in the bag and we start running. I pick up my arrows and I drop. It's take me two tries. Uh, yeah, so I don't think you have time to collect your arrows, unfortunately, unless you want to run back. You're going to have Griffin Riders here in about 20 seconds. So I would actually suggest you guys would make a stealth roll as you run away, too. 
Okay. I guess, yeah, no collecting. I'm just down to hand. I'm just down a hand axe. Oh well. All right. So we roll d20 for stealth. Yeah. Plus your stealth modifier. Please, I have please, 16 please. plus zero. So I'm at 16. <laughs> you there! Stop! You shiny metal man! And you see up in the sky a giant griffin descending towards you. And uh we will resolve towards all of us or just, just towards Peter. It's literally is, just like that. You guys, the rest of you are like fairly stealthy and uh, Peter is just clanking along. He's taking some damage on the roof. And as he's trying to drop, you down, don't know us. And you see this, you see this Griffin descending upon Peter on the roof and we will resolve this next time. So damn it. I was, I was already planning on like trying to explain to him. It's like, he set the place on fire. I was just here. Look, he's dead. I killed him. I was just defending myself, sir. I was just defending. I was literally about to be like, he's dead. I killed him. Look. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the pen and paper pod. The stream has been kind of an experiment that we were trying to do. It's a lot of fun for me. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'll find out if they enjoyed it too. <laughs> I mean, I think I did amazing. I, I love you, Ed. I am not shocked the kind of D&D player you are. Um, <laughs> Just chaotic runs in. It's like, we're fucking shit up. Let's yeah. do it. This is fairly new to me. Before, I was super reserved, super, all right, what I'm going to do, taking my time. I was I was a DM's worst nightmare. Now I know. Just fuck shit up and go. Fuck shit oh, up and go. Uh, okay. So for uh, the pen and paper pod, this has been uh, Peter Dancy. Uh... <laughs> I have to defend myself against a griffin watcher and do now. You can attempt to defend yourself against a griffin. Um, this has also been Edwin Reyes. <laughs> By the power of Pine Saw, we will punish you. And this is some Sailor Moon shit. Also, that's what I was going for. Thank you. It's also been Megan Lewis. <laughs> she sees the parabolas in the air. And if and of course, the ineffable Trevor Flynn. Farewell, friends. And I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thank you for listening to the Pen and Paper Pod. Head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network where you can see all our other various podcasts, including Animania, the Movie Gang Podcast, Live Long and Discover, and a myriad number of other projects that we've done over the years. Check those out. You can see a new recent post from Ed, uh, from Trevor talking about, uh, I think, Inspector. It really broke me on that show. Oh, I need to post this. Okay, well, it'll be there soon. <laughs> Go check that out. We'll also have more stuff, more content, hopefully coming soon for the pen and paper pod. So check out that stuff. Head over to the Tuscan Shed Media. That's TuscanShed.com. Check out all our stuff there. And while over there, you can also go and uh, get on Apple iTunes, give us some reviews. That really helps us go up in the charts. And then head on over and give us actual feedback on Facebook and Twitter. We really appreciate that help. Again, one last time, from everyone here at the Tuscan Shed Media Network and the pen and paper pod, thanks for listening.